I love, I, I can't get enough of that sweet music. Hey, how about we get some music on in here, huh? Oh, what's that? There is music on? That's great, I love music. Yo, yo, Aiden, do the thing. What's good, Creamers? What's good, Creamers? Welcome back to the Half and Half Podcast. This is episode 157, and as usual, it is I, Vasanth Ramdas, joined by my discordant co-host, Aiden Mangan. How you doing, bud? Well, I'd be mad at you for calling me discordant if I didn't know what this episode was about. Exactly. It's thematic. You know, I can't compliment you to stay on brand for the episode. I had to be a little negative. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm good. Good. Keeping it busy. But I'm doing good. Um, You're being modest about how busy you are. (laughs) Yeah, I've been pretty busy. (laughs) We have pushed this recording multiple times this week. Exactly. Yeah. I I started a project that's putting me on site more often. And like, I got to come home and do other things. And then it just, it just completely messes with my schedule. Um, But outside of that, you know, I'm great. I hurt my back. That was nice. (laughs) It's brutal. Like, honestly, old guy talk. Yeah. Uh, Two two 24-year-olds, old guy talk. Yeah. Uh, When you tweak something i feel like and you're like mid to early early to mid 20s it like sticks with you for like the week and it really derails you you see but this not not just um physically but mentally too because it's like mentally you hate it first onset of old you know like outside like absolutely the first onset of old for me was me having no interest to ever go on tiktok like that was the first one for me. Where that I was, like, was okay. but that's culturally aging, right? And that can happen. Yeah. Like, there's people younger than us who, like, you could argue have older tendencies because they like won't use, yeah. they won't like kind of jump in or be involved in like trendy apps yeah. and TikTok. I, yeah, TikTok. I knew I was I was old um, culturally when Be Real dropped, and I had no interest in that. I knew I was ready for the retirement home. Like that's like you know I was like yeah I I know I'm I'm way past uh, what's in now. Which is fine. I mean, uh, I try to stay as relevant as I can, but then so, like songs wind up being popular. I'm like, who is this person? Where did this come from? Usually TikTok. Yeah. Almost always TikTok. And I it's just I am completely unattached to it because I have no idea. I had no idea that JID until like a few weeks ago, or sorry, Jid a few weeks ago had like a fairly big song right now. The surround sound like re-entered because yeah. of a TikTok trend, yeah. Yeah, no idea until a few weeks ago, and that's been going on for like months or something. I don't know. <laughs> Probably like, yeah, a month or two by the time yeah. you found out. Yeah, so it, it happens. But culturally aging is like you can kind of it's almost like a conscious thing too, right? Like you can choose to keep up or choose to kind of be like, eh, I don't need to be up on everything, right? Yeah. I still like I yeah. And you're no, I I'm saying you're I'm, fairly I'm up to date on a lot yeah. of things, but I think you're kind of you've made a choice to be like, I don't really care if I'm like late to some things because I'm not on. Yeah. But physically, you can't really do much with the physical one. No, yeah, it's just part of aging and getting old. and That comes yeah, for you. I mean, and your bad hey. habits of probably not stretching very well when you were younger. Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to me hurting my back, running hurdles for track in high school. Oh, and yeah. just, you got to bring up the old injury, too. It's yeah, exactly. Late. And then continuing to run, even though I pulled a muscle in my lower back. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm just going to go through the rest of the season. And then just 
constant reaggravation for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> it's crazy because so, I mean, like yeah. we, you and I watch watch sports, and there's dudes our age just put in work and i'm like man if i even did like an eighth of that i'd be in, in a hospital bed for like a week <laughs> like i have no idea honestly i i guess it's because as an athlete once you've hit that college level right you're like a, a d1 college player you're receiving great training you're probably keeping your body into amazing shape and you have like great nutrition whatever um well not maybe not great nutrition because until nil money college kids were like you know the starting quarterback for Alabama may not have known what his next meal would have been, which I'm very happy that NIL. Well, actually, not even Alabama. Booster, it would be booster like booster money. A, Sorry, booster be, money. Would yeah, it'd be like a D1 yeah. school that isn't like incredible at like football, so they don't yeah. have as much money coming in. Yeah, exactly. Like um, Coastal Carolina. Like I know they're they've been good in recent years, but that's not like typical. But what were they feeding school. the boys back then? Who knows? Exactly. You know, <laughs> grits probably. Uh, that's like <laughs> grits and fish <laughs> yeah grits and fish probably um, sounds good but, actually <laughs> yeah but anyway the point i was making is like i guess like when your body has been so conditioned once you become an athlete and you have all this training and again they have strength and conditioning coaches not like we're just like and like, it's gotten so advanced too with the yeah. sports science and medicine we don't have access to any of that as normal people so it's probably why they can do like <laughs> this recovery and they can just take on more than we can and they're yeah. generally just much stronger than us yeah it's like genetic freak combined with yeah. high-end talent to cultivate said genetic freaks you know yeah so. the, like if this was an old um agricultural society they're the hunters we're the gatherers you know like yeah. we're we're going to the fields and we're picking berries and stuff and they're coming back with like a bear that they killed with their hands Yes, but in obviously modern times, it's they go out there and sack the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. But you know, same point, Absolutely. same thing applies. Well, that's 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 easy. Justin Fields holds the ball way too long. To but also, he's super <laughs> athletic too. So he is, least... He's a freak. Yeah, he's so fast. But like, uh, yeah, I know, I'm just making a joke. But I no, I feel um, you though with the back thing. It's so you get so mad at yourself too. That's the you worst do, part. Dude. It's yeah, because no, it happened to me like earlier this month. I was trying to like do something with the drawer under our oven and I tried to something was like fucking up so I was trying to like flip like flip myself around or whatever and I think I like did it really quickly and like my back seized up a bit and Lisa was there and she was like checking to make sure she was like hey are you good and I was so mad and angry and it wasn't like at her or even at the fact that yeah. I was in pain I was just so mad that it happened I was like are you fucking kidding me yeah. I mean I'm happy you weren't mad at her it would have been pretty unreasonable if you turned around and was like why'd you hurt my back why'd you why'd you stand there <laughs> you know? I know but no, you know what I'm, I'm kidding but yeah it's just like uh, you the, just because it's you facing your mortality it's such a young age yeah yeah, we're getting dude, we're off to a great start today. <laughs> we're gonna get everybody in a really good mood. Yeah, um, man. If you've tweaked a ligament and thought about the human condition, let us know. Yeah, it's it's just the spiral, man. When you're like again, for me too, um uh, you know, I'm I'm lacking the dopamine rush I was getting from weightlifting on top of being busier. Cause like I had to take time off from work because of this. Um mm -hmm. like I there just my back is just randomly seizing up and everything, so I can't really too much um but the the lack of dopamine that i was getting compared to like the previous weeks i'm like my body is just like telling me like you should go work out and you should go do things and like my back, I, i'm like yeah 
Exactly. And then my my back just goes like, oh, yeah, right, dude. Like, you're not going to do that right now. So uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle with that, but it's okay. Yeah, I feel bad because like, you tweaked your back. You're really busy. I've yeah. been busy playing too much Baldur's Gate. I think it's I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt hurt you. you know what? <laughs> I haven't seen my, I haven't seen Gregor in like a week, dude. <laughs> For those that uh, I've never said this on the show, so that's a joke without context. Gregor is my character in Baldur's Gate. He is a uh, dwarf druid. So, yeah, uh, uh, great game. I just haven't gotten super deep into it yet because I've been busy. Great game. Yeah, Aiden, me, and our friend friend of the show danny we're gonna once crossplay is enabled which they said they'll hopefully get around to i hope at some point soon we're starting a yeah. campaign that'll take like 10 years to complete but it's going to be electric when we finally complete it yeah we it will absolutely take us 10 years because i know dude if we're if we're recording the podcast twice like twice a month basically at this point every two weeks there's no way we're hopping on Baldur's gate more than like once a month <laughs> to be fair I love doing the podcast, but there's also like a post-production process. We just hop on and play Fair. Baldur's Gate for like an hour to an Fair. hour and a half Fair. or something. Now, granted, how Fair. far can you get in a game that dead in an hour to an hour and a half? Very yeah, soon. yeah. So all I all I know is I'm gonna have to wrangle you two in. I know you got you both have you both are, I bet you both have violent tendencies in that game. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. Uh, my my main playthrough, I'm like a I'm like a folk. You know how you pick like your kind of archetype. I try to play to the yeah. archetype a bit, so I'm like a folk hero in my main one. Mm, but I have okay. started because I was thinking because there are points. I'm not doing any spoilers, obviously, because you've not gotten too deep. But there are like you can tell yeah. there's points where you're like, oh, I could be I could be a dick or I could be evil. I right? mean, yeah, most most dialogue interactions. It, on the bottom of the screen it says like press press y to attack them if you want. oh yeah that's the violent <laughs> approach yes. yeah exactly but um yeah which i i really don't do my my gregor's all about persuasion he's all about being a charismatic nature man yeah, um absolutely but i i started another like i had like a secondary playthrough just sometimes it's fun to like take because like the game gets really dense and overwhelming mm -hmm. at the further you get so sometimes it's nice to like take it back to earlier but absolutely with elisa's suggestions i have an alternate profile of a, a, an evil bard is what i'm looking for <laughs> he's gonna take over an the world evil bard. he's gonna take he's over, gonna the, take world over the world through song the entire <laughs> time yeah you know that's but, great because i you know that that's great that you mentioned evil bards because i think we could consider everyone in this episode an evil bard <laughs> that was quite the segue you know? that was but, pretty good not really i'm sure most of them are lovely people but in our yeah, today. In our, yeah, it's great because we're talking about like Aiden's been feels overworked and his back hurts and dopamine is low. What better thing to do than talk about people inflicting pain on you through music? Yeah, <laughs> really absolutely. helping the yeah. dopamine. Yeah, let's so get obviously, angry, <laughs> yeah, let's get angry. You know, uh, I think I said this in one of our group chats that we've got. I think I said. Between like the Barbie discourse, which we're not going to get into on this episode, but it very well might rear its head again as a um, uh, crying over spilled milk or something like that. Yeah. But with between the Barbie stuff and then Nicki Minaj trying to just take shots at Meg the Stallion for no reason. And yeah, I all saw that. Of, that was weird. All sorts of other. Meg's song is awesome. We will not be talking yeah. about that today because it's about bad music today, but that song still yeah, rocks. Not, yeah, go, go stream Hiss. That's a great song yeah is it hiss right hiss hiss yes yeah that that's song great, that's a great track yeah. great um but 
it's fun it's aggressive i like that yeah. but yeah so you know all that stuff has got me riled up you know i'm ready to be critical it's <laughs> bad all right man so let's be critical let's be mean uh as, <laughs> all of this is kind of in jest obviously but you know yeah. if you've been a listener for a bit or even if you've just kind of i mean i feel like even if you're not really a listener where we have a top albums of the year episode which you can go check out released that two weeks ago we've got a worst albums of 2023 episode mm -hmm. pretty much the exact same format we're not really going to get into the year in music maybe unless you know aiden if you have anything to say about the year in music as it pertains to bad music we kind of touched on it last episode a little bit but yeah i mean i i talked about how i think a lot of things were like in the median overall last year um yeah i'll say this i remember getting angry recording last year's episode like a little angry when like you're we talking about charlie poop you know yeah, last year's was a frustrating list for the worst yeah i, rem I remember being like let's just go to the next one <laughs> like i can't yeah. talk about this any longer um but i i don't think i have that type of anger in me at this list i think that you've grown on here <laughs> well i've grown i've grown i think i've grown um but i think the I bottom think the part of my list is pretty in my list we'll, we'll get into it. it's a little shorter than yours obviously but yeah the bottom my, part my of my list my, my bottom six are really bad i'll say that but like above that they're not as bad yeah like when like so yeah i guess i'll explain so i you kind of joked about it last time but i didn't really listen to as much music as aiden this year or 2023 and obviously that means there wasn't as much bad very much not as much bad music that i was listening to when i was going out of my way to listen to stuff um but i did manage to cobble together a pretty strong top five worst but i would say like five and four are like i think these are pretty bad but in other years mm -hmm. they might be more honorable mentiony slash like scraping 10 more than they yeah. would actually be bona fide on the list. Now, I will say once we hit three, we really do hit a nice turning point into like, okay, this stuff is pretty bad. And two and one would 100% be top 10 worst material in most years. So I'd say that's yeah. how the list kind of progresses. But I think, I mean, you've listened to more than I have, but I would agree that like, it seems like the bad music wasn't as vitriol inducing as it has been. And even just years past looking at 2022. So, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's all for, that's really kind of all the, I guess, groundwork we'll set before we get into our list. <laughs> Normally we do, you know, one of us 10 through six, the other 10 through six, and then five through two, five through two. We'll still do alternating five, two, five, two, and then do our worst kind of together back to back. But since Aiden, you have a top 10, You'll go through your 10 through six and then I'll jump in if we have any of the same albums and mine is maybe yeah. lower on my list. And then we can talk about it together a bit like that, but kind of the same yeah, back and forth approach. It'll be a little shorter this episode compared to the last one because we're essentially looking at a top 15 versus a top 20. When you yeah, unless I, unless I wind up actually getting angry. <laughs> yes, that's true, which could happen. And I then mean, suddenly look, goes off the rails. But now I, I go up I'm these not, worst lists. Angry. Yeah. You know, I'm not an angry lists. person, though. So. Your back might start hurting a bit. You might be like, man, yeah. fuck number three, man, you bitch. And then, you, you know, and all. <laughs> you won't say bitch, but, you know. No, you know, man. But yeah, if you want to, I mean, let's get into the, let's get into the slock. Want to start with your number 10 on your worst albums of 2023? 
Sure thing. Um, okay. So the the fun thing about my list this year, I'm gonna say off the start, just off the rip here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of artists on here that are very popular. So this is the definition of a list that people would get mad at me for. Oh, this is I'm a take okay list. With, this is a take list. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it being a take list. Um hipster list, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I just I I just can't deal with some artists I think that other people are really getting into recently. Um particularly one of my least favorite brands of artists right now is definitely the like uh Playboy Cardi clones. And honestly, I I call them Playboy Cardi clones. Clones, he signed most of them. Like they're on his label, so it makes sense that they have a similar vibe and sound to him. But for Playboy Cardi's creativity and his flows and his delivery and um, Cardi, I've had like um, a back and forth history about like some of his music. I've enjoyed most of the songs he's released for this latest album run though. So I'm interested to hear how the album turns out. But one of his prodigies, uh, there are two that I heard songs from this year. Yeah. One was Destroy Lonely. Destroy Lonely's definitely... He's definitely worse than the other than the person I put on this list, but I didn't listen to his album. <laughs> he is I'm, popular. The, he's the very Cardi, popular. Are they? They're on his. He, he's they're, a collective, right? He's a label. Yeah, they're 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 all on Opium. His like label collective, whatever. They're on Opium. <laughs> yeah, it's called Opium. Yeah. Um. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, it's good. But so destroy lonely is definitely worse. And if I listen to his album, I'm sure. Naming your label after 10. just a drug straight up is so funny. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Um, if I had listened to Destroy Lonely's album, I'm sure it would be on here in place of this one. I don't know where it would have been just because of what I've heard from Destroy Lonely. I just have not gotten at all. But, what but Aiden, Destroy Lonely had had a TikTok outdated. No <laughs> stylist. I'm so old. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm so now I'm angry, Basan. Good job. I'm so culturally old. You're making me mad. <laughs> oh, wake up, no style. <laughs> Basan, th these young cats just don't move the same. <laughs> Aiden always will say that and then send a gif of an old man in a locker. And it's yeah, very funny. Exactly. These young cats just don't move the same. Yeah, but um, but enough of my preamble. Ken was on this. my list last year. Well, there, there we go. My my number twenty twenty two. I just remembered. I forgot chaos. about it. He was, was like he nine really? or, it was like ten nine or eight. I want to say like he was lower half of the list, but okay, he was on yeah. there. So All you right, put so out another album this year. I bet you it would have made mine if I listened to it. <laughs> so I guess clearly not a fan. Yeah, we're we're both Ken Carson haters. Clearly, apparently. Um, come get me, opium. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna welcome that. I feel threatened. Yeah, what is that, that? like what it sounds like I'm welcoming an addiction. I don't know. Exactly. But. I'm not dealing with that. Um okay, so Ken Carson, one of the Cardi pupils. I would describe his style as a little bit more gruff than Cardi's typical style, just as like his spin on it. Um like however he, Cardi derivatives. It's like Cardi, well, they are, but they are this. like, yeah, they are. Destroy Lonely's Cardi, but awful. I'm saying that. Like, I just don't get the appeal. But Ken Carson, he's definitely on like a gruffer side of it, typically, which Cardi's even starting to work into his music in a way that I like more than what Ken Carson does. Mm -hmm. Um I 
think that what Ken Carson doesn't have that Cardi does have is an ear for beats particularly because a lot of this music is based around basically creating a vibe right you're not going to go to a playboy cardi album and expect to be moved to tears by something he wrote actually then again you know put him on the news or something put him on the news like that got me that had me you know that had me moved i'll say that you moved um that moved me i i was moved 2024 music I was like, that's right, Cardi. It is 2024 music. Um, I do really like that song. I'm not trying to hate. Uh, Ken, his beat selection and just like the general production of the album is just so much more messy than Cardi's. And when you're trying to create a vibe that is more about the beats and more about the production, and he's more of just an artist kind of curating it and like gliding along on it, Trying to elevate need, the atmosphere, try, I guess. Exactly. Vocals, trying to like yeah. bring trying to bring more elevation to it with your vocals. What you need is a certain understanding of like what makes for a good beat and what makes for a good um complementary uh flow with it. Yeah, what's Cardi's your really good at that. What's your what's exactly. the atmosphere you're trying to cultivate? Yeah. Exactly. Cardi is really good at that, in my opinion. Ken just lacks that talent. And he just I, I feel like he's fighting with the beats a lot. The, the beats aren't Fighting great. With the beat like, is crazy. I feel like he's at war with the beat usually. Yeah. I just feel like I just feel like he doesn't quite get the vibe that that beat is trying to set, and they never completely come together. And this feels interesting, yeah, because it's yeah. so. I remember in the best albums episode, I talked about Ganger by V's. Yeah, it feels like almost yes. the opposite of that, where like the beat and V seem very on the same page. With one Zorro another, V's, and bizarro V's has dropped. <laughs> bizarro V's, forget Cardi derivatives. It's just bizarre. Ken Carson, yeah. bizarro V's. Yeah, they all want to be V's. <laughs> they want to be V's. Ook. Um, hey, I know. Yeah. Now that there's an idea for a track that's definitely not been made. V's. Yeah, the totally, album. totally won't get called a biter if you do that. <laughs> never, never been released. Actually, <laughs> that's a fresh idea. V's. Fresh idea. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much what I just say about Ken Carson. Like, it's just it just does not set the vibe that he's really going for. Um, just again, I feel like he's at war with the beat and at war with the production. Honestly, I just it's it, none of it really clicks for me. Really, and there's a few there's a few yeah. tracks that are okay. You I mean, know, it's at ten, like, so it's not the worst or anything. Yeah, there's a few that are okay, but it's overall as a product, it's just it doesn't work. Yeah, and then I would from what it sounds like too, it just seems like one of those things where like that style of rap is very atmosphere, I'd say vibe dependent. Like you're trying to create a sort of feeling. I mean, everyone yeah. has music, but especially like with this style of hip hop music, it really is about like kind of putting someone in a certain headspace and that creating that atmosphere. And it just seems like it never quite happens because Ken and his production just never get on the same page. Exactly. So just, it's like exactly. you're just sitting and listening into. It's like you're at a party and, you know, some. it's like someone keeps switching the song on the ox. Like, you never really yeah. get to get comfortable almost. Exactly. Exactly. The the moods, the mood on the playlist is just switching all the time. He went from low V to um, System of a Down really quickly. And even though those are both great artists, it really threw the vibe off. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, that's facts. Yeah. I mean, it's, Nobody knew what to do with that. You know, nobody knew what to do with that. Um, I mean, the yeah, album was so called a great chaos right i mean chaotic yeah but 
It's not great. <laughs> just chaos. It's, it's just <laughs> chaos. Oh, okay. chaos. Okay, he made a sequel called Chaos Control, and the album art was him like as like a supersonic variant. I would kind of respect it. That might be yeah, best. If, in fact, like, if Ken Carson redid this whole chaos concept and just made this a sonic album, we might have a different conversation here. You imagine him rapping over the city escape instruments. <laughs> that would be a real fight. That's a heavyweight. <laughs> Tom Fury, Anthony Joshua. That's a real heavyweight fight right there, man. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's my thoughts on that. My least favorite tracks on there are Succubus and Singapore. Mm, Succubus. And they're just they're just like the, the again, like the reason they're the worst ones, they're just like the ones where I feel like they're the most at odds with each other, the beat and him. So right. Yeah. Well, move on on. What do we got for number nine? Number nine is one that I'm aware is on your list as well, Masant. And I know because you definitely listened to this one, and yeah. I know we reviewed it. Oh, that's what, neither, oh yeah. yeah, I know neither of us were fans of it. Okay, let's do it. Drake for all the dogs. Drake's for all the dogs. Yes, there is a podcast episode on for all the dogs. Uh, Aiden, you Drake, go ahead and more, start talking. More like about Drake, it. four out of ten, all the dogs. Maybe I don't know. Uh, you had something. <laughs> I know. I know that was awful. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, episode one fifty three for all the creamers. Yeah, obviously that's you. our for all the dogs review episode yeah, yeah we can go ahead and i'll like because this is my number five right so this is my okay. of the top five worst this is my least worst but bad enough that it's on here so we can yeah. both kind of dive into it so obviously we have a whole episode talking about it and we kind of go we go through the whole classic track by track breakdown so that's probably yeah. more in depth if you want to yeah. get into the nitty-gritty of why we're not huge fans of this project but if you want to kind of like hit some of the main points for you I'll just say this. Um, First of all, it's way too long. Way too many tracks. Yes, incredibly long. Way too many tracks. And and too many skips on there. Uh, What was it? I think hour and a half, if I remember. Yeah, I think. Because I looked at this this week when I was writing notes for this. Yeah. Let me confirm that real quick. It it, Uh, it is incredibly long. It's 23 songs in an hour 24. That's pushing it out. Also... To be clear, we are not talking about the like deluxe version or the scary hours version or whatever the hell no. we called it. Yeah. The scary Which hours I, version. I, 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 never, I have listened I to some of the new tracks on it, and they are pretty good. I like the new additions, but we are not considering that. We're base no DLC yeah. for all the dogs is what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um it's it's a tough album in my opinion. I think that Drake had some tracks on here that were very strong. Um, I still stand by. I've listened to Virginia Beach a ton since this album came out. The song's pretty um, damn good. It's a very good. Yeah, it's the opener. Very good. Exactly. Yeah, it, it really set us up. For, it's like it really it really made us think for a second. Um, yeah, you had me fooled for like half a moment, Drake. But dang, uh, but it's just every it's it's just all the Drake problems, man. You know, it's just he gets it's so incredibly inconsistent. After. Yeah, it's just so inconsistent. There, there's again, there's some really good tracks on there. 8 a.m. in Charlotte overall is a really good one. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the Drake time first person city shooter. tracks are always pretty yeah. good. Yeah, first person shooter is another good track. Um, IDG AF, at least, uh, is like gym playlist worthy. I'll say that much. The beat on that's pretty nice, even if I'm not overall huge on the song. Yeah, 
this album is really a roller coaster. It hits a pretty weak stretch. I think it's roughly like the like there's like a middle to like kind of the late leg of the album gets pretty rough, like it's pretty boring or sometimes bad. Yeah. But if I had to describe this album, I would just say really inconsistent. And Super definitely needed a little more quality control, I feel like, from his part, because there's enough good tracks on here and enough fine enough tracks that you cobble those together a much better offering than what mm-hmm. this is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of agree with you on that. I that's that like really I would say that is it, it like I said in the beginning, it's it's now more to length kills it. Um if it was about 10 tracks long and he stuck with the strongest ones. I think he'd be a solid project. I wouldn't it wouldn't be on this list. Project. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I think he, like, I think if you took the 10 best tracks off of it, you could wind up with like a six out of 10 album. You know? Especially spearheaded by something like Virginia Beach. Yeah. If, if, you made, if you made, yeah. If you made a, a, if you made a seven track album, probably like a seven to an eight out of 10. I don't know. Like, I'd have to go back and see how people would be saying again. I mean, people already yeah. say crazy things about Drake as far as his fans go, but people would yeah. be saying ungodly things about him if he dropped a seven-track album, which mm-hmm. were just the best tracks from this album. Let alone yeah, if he get, took the yeah. good stuff he put on Scary Hours and just made all of that a project. Yeah, be I'd get, and I'd, I'd give him credit if he like if he one day just went like, no BS here. Like these are He'd seven be in really Brock good Purdy songs. conversations. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I, I would give Drake credit one day if he just suddenly was like, you know, this 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 project, it's about music. Seven really great tracks for you. I'd be like, hey, I get it, man. That like, good job. This is really good. He's but on a he's on he's, an alleged break, so we'll see what he decides. He to is do on an alleged time. break. He's got to work on his uh, stomach issues, which I wish you the best on that, Drake. Yeah, that does not sound um, fun. I can't imagine it's fun. That's someone whose back hurts right now. I'm not going to make fun of you. Like, I, 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 I'm in pain. Yeah, too. lest I your back it. hurt more after you make the joke. Yeah, exactly. I'm in pain, too. I can't wish, I can't say anything about it. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's just typical Drake. It's just too long. It's just too much. He's just so streaming oriented now. And yeah, I, I don't think there's another take care in this man. That's all I'm going to say at this point. I'm really, I'm, I'm out on Drake. I like I I just don't go into any of these projects expect expecting. Yeah, I went into this point. with like a little hope because I thought. And I, I told know. you, I told y'all, I told you. I just want. I know he's a good. I know he's capable, and he's definitely put out some very good songs that I consider like some of them. I would consider like kind of iconic. You know, obviously important mm-hmm. to sort of the story of you know popular music, hip hop. Rap. Hey, we what have dude, you. we gave we gave him his flowers. We said nice for what and humble is a close, close call. Yeah, I mean he produced some great hits. It's just yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go through my points here. I mean, yeah, you know, it's just a big thing for me. My biggest grievance is I don't think he's evolved, and I don't think he needs to evolve sonically because what he does sonically works for him, and big artists don't tend to do that, so fine. But for me, it's more just like he's older and that is fine, right? Like Drake's, I think, 40 or close to it, or he might even be over 40 at this point, but he's an older man or he's getting older and that's fine. But, and it's fine, by the way, to be that age or even older than that and talk about love and romance, the nightlife, that's okay too. But it's just, he is an older, he's getting older. I don't want to keep calling him old, like he's like 50, 60, 70, whatever. 
But he's an older yeah. man now than he was, obviously. And you would think there'd be some, you know, maturity or like the way he talks about relationships, like that would have evolved a little bit. But it all still yeah. feels really juvenile. Yeah, he he still you know? raps and he still raps in Instagram captions. Like that's like his, that's his whole thing. Yeah, he. I just wish he would age up a little bit in just the way he approaches these type of topics. You know, it's like the RDC LeBron meme. You know, he's 36, so I'm 36. But it's me yeah. yelling Drake's age at him because it's like, Drake, stop <laughs> talking about this college Bro, girl uh, that you're please. hanging out with, man. That's weird. Yeah. It, it's it's also like, I don't I don't want to get too personal on this, but he, he talks about like going with younger women all the time. He's like shocked when they're immature for him. And it's like, I, you got to grow up, man. I'm sorry. That's like, you got to hang like, out date. with some people your age, like, you know? It'd be because I think there's interesting relationship talk. People relationships are going or like the topic in any you know genre. He can attack those, I think, in an interesting way if he just would like age up the content a little bit or yeah. talk about it differently. It just feels so he feels like a frat boy, but he's like pushing 40, you know? Like Yeah. He he's hanging out at the old frat house. That's what I'm saying. I mean graduation year. Yeah. And what you said, like Drake is just incredibly inconsistent. For Eddie M and Charlotte or Virginia Beach, there are songs like Gently or Slime You Out or, you yeah, know, oh God. <laughs> Gently. Bahamas Promises that are just boring or bad or both. Uh, yeah. I think the production on this album is the most consistent bright spot. It's pretty damn good most of the time, especially on. By the way, some of the we have a lesson then on the Zoom call. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So, we'll take, we'll put a pin in the production point, we'll take a break. Take our mandated Zoom break, and then we'll come back. We'll finish up on with Drake, and we'll keep moving through the list. Okay, yep, we're back. Uh, Aiden let me know that my mic may have been a little off near the end of sort of that last chunk of conversation, our last call. So apologies if it was a little off, but we left off talking about For All the Dogs, kind of just summarizing our thoughts more in-depth. Check out episode 153. But yep. the production is good. I would say for the most part, and it's probably the most consistently reliable thing on the album. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I would agree. And I mean, it is just a case of having like as many resources as he has to, honestly. Yeah, he's got good producers. It, it, yeah, it, it would be really hard for him he's to got make a good like, ear a, for it too. poorly produced album. Which, I mean, honestly, never mind kind of was poorly produced, but like really poorly produced album yeah I, um, there's a baseline of quality that's just guaranteed because of the yeah. type of artist he is and who he's going to be able to work with and like you said resources so yeah exactly I, yeah but uh, also, yeah. Oh, you, sorry go ahead yeah i was just gonna add like a couple other points i think there's a lot of features on this and i think sometimes that's not a problem necessarily but i do think there's times where the features definitely take the song from drake I think FPS is the most notable one because that doesn't that J. Cole yeah. really feels like a bigger presence on it than Drake, that song. And then uh, the song with Yeet also feels a little odd for Drake. No, it's, it's, a, it's a Yeet song. It's a Yeet song. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's Drake just being like, hey, Yeet, make a song for my album so we can just make a lot of money, yeah. which fair, fair. And I think that's just because like Drake is a he's a chameleon for sure he's got an ability to like pull different sounds in and like try and adjust and adapt yeah, to fit yeah. into them but he i don't know he feels just kind of lost in terms of like you know who's the main artist on this track it doesn't feel like mm -hmm. him sometimes 
Yeah, and that kind of ties back into his persona on this album is just really immature and whiny. And like it is corny, but not like in the endearing way it could be at times on something yeah. like Certified Lover Boy with like too sexy. Rich Baby Daddy has like the vibe that it's maybe a little more in that like, you know, corny, but he's leaning into it and, you know, just be owning it kind of lane. But yeah, ultimately, I just I don't, it goes back. I just I'm not saying he needs to talk like some elder statesman or he can't talk about going to the club because mm-hmm. he can for sure. It just feels like he's not really evolved the type of people he talks about in his songs, the type of relationships for a while now. And that just feels weird considering who he is and how much I'm sure things have changed for him, you know, since like the first couple Drake projects to now. So the maturity and just the way the relationships are depicted, I just wish it was there. I would be a little more interesting if we're talking about it from a different angle. And then my last note is Drake, please never perform in Spanish again. Is silently or gently is bad. It's gently really bad. is bad, man. <laughs> his Spanish is rough sounding, and I've it's seen Camiano, people who do speak Spanish <laughs> say it's pretty rough. So it's not just yeah. like me, you know, uneducated. I'm letting people who speak the language say pretty broken, pretty rough sounding. Yeah. Um, least favorite tracks. I have three. Gently, Bahamas Promises, Slime You Out because it is so boring. That is one of the most boring songs so I've ever So boring. Year. So boring. This yeah, is yeah. very standard on that song for her, I feel yeah. like, as well. So. I appreciate her trying to bring it back, you know? But yeah. also, it, it's such a boring song, but also that's the song where Drake goes, whip you and chain you like American slaves. I can't believe that that wasn't like, my worst lyric. My worst what? lyric is on a song yeah. I like. Okay, yeah. But Virginia it? Beach... Oh, I, I know we ain't even got to mention that any try and trouble you, he gonna find out that it's on site like www on site like dot com. Put a baby in you, you a hot mom. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, it's funny, but that's a rough one. A second one I could say if we're excusing that one because it's on a good song, yeah. and it's funny. Is on Bahamas Promises, he says, You put the no in monogamy. No. You're shocked, man. <laughs> So forgot about that's Drake. That. Yeah, that's Drake. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Um it doesn't I, I get to go that high. Yeah, uh, I thought for a moment, I was like, Am I being too mean by putting Drake out here? But when you say that, I'm like, nah, I'm not. <laughs> it's yeah, but for his defense, he is low relatively speaking yeah. on both yeah. of our lists because it's inconsistent and rough at points, but the, the high moments do frankly keep it pretty and in a better year, and yeah. a year where I listen to more music and there's more really bad music. Of like Aiden said, there's less stuff in sort of this middle to mediocre area. Yeah, it's probably scratching the list, if not maybe not being on it at all. So it yeah. is what it is. Sorry, yeah. Drake, and you got stuck on the list. Yeah, I was I'm just saying sure you care that. very deeply. Yeah, but I was just saying before we moved to my number eight, my worst tracks were gently and calling for you. So, um, yeah. number number eight is one that I don't like that I have on here. But I, I try to be mm. honest with people. And I try to be honest about my opinions. And I try to be honest about my takes with music. And I know that people are really going to hate, like really are not going to agree with me on this, but it's fine. Uh, my number eight is On Top of the Covers by T-Pain. This is a bold one, especially because I think his... Uh... What's the fucking... War Pigs. War that's Pigs. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, that one has been getting a little bored. I feel like it's got like some traction. Like I saw it's like popped up a bit more. It's... 
gone viral. Yeah. Ozzy himself I, has been like, oh, this is awesome. I and I I like his War Pigs cover. Okay. Let me let me not be that much of a hater here. Okay. Like I, I'm gonna give him his props there. It's really I standing think, up um, at the courthouse right now saying, I did exactly. it like T Pain's covers. Yeah, I know I've got I know I got a lot of questions to answer for here. Uh, because a lot of people do like this and i, I also don't, don't i mean i don't get why it's odd here i felt like it was very fine i think it's interesting that you decided to put I, it on here. i i thought the instrumentals were very weak across the so board. it's not a t-pain problem it's not a t-pain problem i think he sounds great you know i think mm -hmm. he does sound great but music it's 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 there's like three parts that you need to make a song usually right if you're gonna make a, a song with a vocal like with any vocals you yeah. need the instrumentation you need the lyrics mm -hmm. and you need the, the voice the lyrics yeah. he can't do anything about it's a cover album whatever the voice i think he sounds great and i'm not going to discredit t-pain at all for that. i think he sounds great the instrumentals i think really let him down and i think that there's just a lot of way too bland instrumentals on the album um i also am not crazy about some of the song choices my number like my worst track on this one is uh his don't stop believing cover and it's not his fault it's more because it's just kind of a i hate to say it's just kind of a lame choice for a cover album i think it's just it's i was gonna so say overdone. so it's part of it his selections of the songs I, as well i think i maybe. think the i think the selection is part of it um i think there's some nice ones i think his sharing the night together cover is good i think the war pigs cover is good um I think his Tennessee whiskey cover is solid, but um, again, I just don't like these instrumentals on a lot of these. I think the I, the change is going to come. Instrumentals just does not pay, like come close to the original. The rendition now. they're doing, yeah, yeah. I just don't. I think the "Don't Stop Believing" cover is just overplayed, and I just don't think he does enough to bring anything new to it. He does some more things. The other like, thing, right? With I guess it, with the cover I, I just, album. Yeah. is you have to bring something to it right because you are doing a yeah. rendition of a song yeah i i find he did stay with me by sam smith i find that to be a boring song generally so i i'm not a fan of that being on there either don't think um, he did much to switch it up either i don't think he did enough to switch it up now um i i i've never found stay with me to be interesting mm -hmm. so it, it's it's really just a case again i i i say this with nothing but love for t-pain I think T-Pain is very talented. I've enjoyed... We're never getting lots. invited on his Twitch now. No, we're not, which hurts me. Because um, I, I I think he's a very funny guy, too. And I think that he's clearly has, like, a really fun personality and is very upbeat. And, um, again, we saw him perform. We saw him in concert in North Carolina. He was a homecoming concert. He did a great job. He was so full of energy. Yeah, he's awesome. He was awesome. And I still think he's awesome. I just really think the instrumentals let him down on this album. And that's this spot is more here. so going towards T Paid's band. <laughs> exactly. Well, whoever whoever decided on all these arrangements, you know, like producers or the if there was a band leader. So or he probably oh, I mean there's the some culpability from him too. I'm sure he's involved yeah. in some of that. Yeah. I I would have liked to have seen some I, I just felt like they were very light. You know, I just thought that they were I, I felt like it was very fluffy. I just I, I would like to and which is fine because that's the Warpix cover on there that that has much less fluffy and light. Um I just I again I just I just think the instrumentals overall are just very bland and I just don't think there's many instrumentals on there that are really close to the originals. 
and i like that's that's i just think like again i think t-pain he has a great voice and i think he did a great job showing that but i just why is it eight let him down you that could be argued um i went back and forth on that for me there's just instrumentation you thought was that lacking it was that lacking in my opinion and i just didn't take too much away from it like i i enjoyed his um war pigs cover i enjoyed the sharing the night together cover and those are the only ones I've really heard, like, like purposefully went to listen to multiple times after this. Sorry, I guess the, you're almost saying, like, the album didn't really justify its existence in a way? To an extent, yeah. Which, again, to it's eight extent. tracks long, so that even is, like, I, I don't know. It's it's eight tracks, and I just, I felt like, for me, I was like, there's, like, two covers on here that I, like, could see myself spinning, you know? Yeah. And the rest, I of guess, with a like, cover just... album, there is more of like, "Hey, man, this music already exists," and in the case of yeah. a lot of these songs, fairly already beloved. So if you're gonna yeah. choose to do this, you got to bring something to the table. And then if you don't, I guess it stands out more because it is literally being compared to an original song. Whereas exactly. with a lot of these other yeah. projects, I guess these are original ideas, original songs for that exactly. artist. So I can yeah. see where you're coming from. Yeah, I I wouldn't put it on my list but i could see like if you yeah. really don't like the instrumentation and you're like ultimately what is this album and if it's just like not it's like do these covers do anything different or interesting and the answer is like no for like pretty much all of them yeah, yeah i didn't that that's exactly where i am it's and just the sin of a cover album i guess there right? i mean that's what you're trying to literally do is the opposite just about yeah. the opposite you know i this should exist these are great takes on an album but they're not like, exactly and I don't think this is a case either where, I, where I'd be like, oh, T-Pain should never do another cover. I'm like, no, I think if with like more interesting song choices and um, with better instrumentation, I think that he could do really good one. I, again, he's got a great voice and he's got a really um, diverse voice too. Like he can do a lot of different things. Wouldn't be surprised so, if we get another one, another I would, album. It seems like he got some traction from it. So I, I think he'll do another one. Uh, but and I hope that one I, I hope that one's on my best list it probably won't because I feel like there's a certain ceiling with a cover album but either way it doesn't appear know? on a list how about that exactly I, I would just hope it's not on my worst list next time that's I and I, I think he could easily do that this is the this is so funny because this is just like you know you're like so you're drake you're a fucking piece of shit number nine and then t-pain who's at eight you're like i'm so sorry t-pain i please don't hate me i'm so I, sorry I, clear, I clearly personally like t-pain better like that's what i'll say my pookie baby t-pain please my don't be bad <laughs> and then no, you look exactly. at drake you piece of shit make decent music drake you dropped to go down in 10 years <laughs> but i'm only at number nine shut up yeah i yeah, know um I, I find it funny. I, I don't know. There there's certain artists that like I, I understand there's a little bit of me that's a hater towards them, you know? And then they're the ones that make self-aware about it, you know. They're the ones that make music that I don't like that I that I'm, don't even consider myself a hater for. Like Nav, I he he made the worst album out of any of my lists that we've done. Uh with bad, that's with, uh, bad zero, habits. man. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a zero out of ten. I just like with only time. Any saw any album I've listened to from 2018 through 2023 when we've been doing these lists, only one I've ever given the zero to. Um, that's a lot history, yeah, but not but not but not when he released a good album. I was like, or like not good, but mediocre album. I was like, oh yeah, not let's go. That's our boy. That's our boy right there. <laughs> I don't know. It's just some something, something about you're it. rooting for him secretly. I think that's exactly. 
Like, I'm not praying on Dom's downfall, clearly. Like, I was happy when he did something that mm-hmm. wasn't bad. One of our um, earliest episodes is based off of Nav Patek and Ragu. Remember? Mm, I remember that. Yeah. We did the Halo theme as the Patek came in. I just like yeah. the. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The T Pain cover album. Uh, don't do a yeah. cover now after shitting on the cover album. Don't do <laughs> this hi, I made manga. This is my cover of the Halo theme for your consideration. Um. <laughs> Oh yeah, but that's my number eight. So number eight, T Pain's cover yeah, was, album. Yeah, and my my least favorites are "Don't Stop Believing" and "Last Night." So okay. Um, number seven. Uh, this one is on here because I listened to it when it came out. Right. Mm-hmm. About a month later, I was sitting around. I went, I should listen to the post the Post Malone album. Because I completely forgot I had heard it. And I went well, back. This is to my, fantastic. Like, I, I went back to my spreadsheet where I like keep all the albums to keep track. Because it was I, on there already. The, and it was on there and it had like a three next to it or whatever. And I went, what the hell? I, I had no memory. I had no memory a month later that I listened to this album. Well, I was saying this is perfect because this is my number four. Oh, great. Okay, awesome. Austin this, this... by Post Malone, right? Exactly. Austin by Post Malone. That is such a great way to describe this album. What is it? Yeah. It's ephemeral. Did it happen? Did it actually <laughs> come out? Yeah, no, genuinely. Like, I, I, I don't know if it, like, had any songs that really popped off particularly. I don't Even think it did. I think maybe, uh, was it Chemical? Which it was, a, I think, a good song, actually. So Yeah, like, Chemical Solid. Chemical Solid, yeah. I, that ahead. that was one again. I I want your sin. I listened to it the first time when it came out, and I completely forgot that I did. And that rarely happens with me. Usually, I go, "Oh, I've heard that before," and I'll like know a little bit about it. And I was like, either I'm like really getting old and I'm getting senile already, or this album's just mm-hmm. that forgettable. Came back a month later, listened to it again, and I was like, "No, it was just that forgettable." I completely forgot. And I'm listening to it. I was like, "Yeah, I remember this now. I remember this now." It's um, impressive to make music this unimpactful. exactly incredibly unimpactful and by impact i don't even mean like you know like some type of kendrick lamar thesis on you know the of black people in america type impact i mean just like i remember the fucking song and that i heard it it. exactly exactly and because of that i struggled with where i was going to put this on the list i considered it for one my notes took forever because i had to go back and re-listen to some of these stupid tracks exactly i considered it for one just based off the fact of how forgettable it was you know just like such a lack of impact but i was like no when i go into it not all these songs are like that bad in the vein of a nav you were thinking of like because now that zero is in part it was just nothing it was devoid to you of any it was devoid of any quality that's yeah but this at least you can see like okay there's like your chemical and uh i think even uh laugh it off was pretty solid like there's a couple songs there's some tracks are fine yeah but what i want to say is like i think it is cool that artists want to like experiment and try different genres because artists yeah, are definitely like definitely. people obviously and like people have different layers and interests so do so do the musicians that we listen to right like andre yeah. 3000 released a flute album this past year lil yachty's mm-hmm. genre switch was your 10th best album of 2023 yeah, yeah. so it can work and there's nothing inherently mm-hmm. bad about it but i feel like we've also seen a lot 
that like we don't like like g easy's is like really bad that's the, the classic 2022 i think yeah supermarket really the year think. before that supermarket is infamous logic especially infamous in the lineage of half and half a lore and then was even logic like, before that actually was supermarket like 2019 it must have been because that was pre it was super early it was earlier on in the show we were yeah. still at nc state but yeah. i think that's g-easy yeah. uh this one you could say is successful because it has been fiscally and commercially successful but the machine gun kelly albums are fucking dreadful <laughs> they are dreadful. and those are genre switches for him too so like it's yeah. like we've seen plenty of them not work out at least in reception some of them work out fine yeah. financially but it was interesting to be like, what is it going to be for post? And he leans more on the GEZ logic supermarket side, but maybe not to that. He's not that. Bad. No, yeah. He's he, not on he, the still ha- he still has like a lot of pop production. It's not as indie quote unquote, as they tried to go for logic and uh, GEZ. Um, and they're, he it's went, like, pop okay. rock it's, country more than he yeah. went straight. Like it's it's you know. it's also not as bad as those albums. Super no, I'm saying it's dreadful. <laughs> like, on the scale, he's leaning dreadful. that way, but he's not aggressively yeah. going there. And look, it's really I'm trying my best to like when I talk about this album to ignore that he made those really lazy comments about like hip hop lacking emotional depth. That you need to go listen to Bob Dylan instead, dude. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Because, like, look, at the end of the day, like, I, as an artist, you might feel like you are not capable of expressing yourself in a certain way in the genre based yeah. on what you're – and that's not saying you're – like, it sounds rude, I get, but, like, some people just, like, the way a genre is, like, they just can't write in that sort of form or rap in that way that, like, allows them to convey things the way they want to. So they feel like maybe they yeah. have to go a different route. I think Yachty's like that, too. He's, like, a fun rap artist, but maybe he felt mm-hmm. like he didn't possess the faculties in rap to yeah. express what he wanted to express. But in a different genre, it unlocked him a little bit. Yeah. So I can see, like, like everyone's kind of got areas they're better in. And then in music, I think that that also gets divided by genre. Like, in this genre, mm-hmm. I could do this and this pretty decently, but I couldn't do this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm trying to remove that, but I do think it's really funny that he made those comments and then he made an album like this, which seems yeah. to be going in a direction that he's more personally invested in, but it's so forgettable. It's so dime a dozen generic at times. And it's like, really? I mean, the only semblance of like this being some sort of passion project is like lyrically, he is very sincere. And the songwriting on the songs that I mentioned was being pretty decent are pretty good and they're actually even it's not terrible on songs that i don't like yeah uh, you know it's i'm not a huge fan of his writing style usually but like i'm like okay you're not, not doing too bad and vocally he's okay he's a lot better than the what's the one that you really didn't like 12 carat toothache or something like that oh yeah yeah except the reverb is still awful <laughs> yeah there's still some pretty rough mixing choices but yeah. i don't think it's as pronounced no, maybe no. it's, as that it's not it's not as bad as his previous the, the reverb on that album was just hideous uh it's still bad on this one he needs to strip back the vocal it, process the vocal in effects in general yeah, yeah just post one the singer has never been my favorite post one the songwriter not been my favorite but i'll admit was pretty fine on this project but the song the singing is not that strong the production yeah. is awful the production's bad production production is not good production's it's forgettable bad. or it's just bad and annoying uh yeah that includes the vocal modulation effects i think the thing with this album is it's generic and mid is i think a great way to describe a lot of it and then yeah. there's like nothing elevating it the songwriting yeah. is at best 
fine. That's it. The best thing this album can do is be like mediocre. That's telling to me that the best that you can get off of this project is mediocrity. And nothing else elevates and everything else is just a just downhill, just nothing. Everything else goes into the void. It just it doesn't exist. I've already forgotten what most of the album sounds like again. Yeah. It goes into the void. <laughs> it's 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 just the production's so ass. His singing is leaning on the negative. The songwriting is maybe in the middle. And it's like, okay. And then everything is just forgettable and all over the place. I think I saw uh, someone described this album as it felt like he just made it in a day. It does feel like Yeah, it. that does feel like that. It really does. And I think that's, it's so lame to me because it's like, is this, this is supposed to be something he gives it. Like this genre, this style seems to be something he cares them to do. Because it's different, yeah. right? It's a conscious decision to go this direction. And there's risk associated with doing that, even if you're as popular as he is. So you'd think he cared to make this choice, but then he didn't back any of it up by being like remotely great for most of the project. I mean, like yeah. I said, Chemical, Laugh It Off, and a couple other spots are like fine to pretty good that like in years where I had more of a list, it would keep this album closer to like 10, maybe not on the list, maybe a dishonorable mention. But in this lens where the bottom half of the worst lists aren't, the pits of hell we're not there yet yeah it's gonna get on the list for being just generally nondescript but then specifically pretty rough if you really try yeah. and listen to it yeah and that's to its benefit that's why it's rel this would be like a nine eight if this was stretched out to a 10 list i guess that's why it's down there it's down at four for me and what is it for you eight or seven 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 yeah it's bad but like it's a forgettable kind of bad so that almost protects it a little bit <laughs> exactly yeah it is incredibly forgettable which Do you have again, like you want to say i feel like i took your time no i stole your no I, I i i echo i echo everything you said in that that it, you, you you nailed it so um Worst my worst tracks, yeah. My worst tracks are Texas T and Social. That song's bad. That song sucks. Oh, that song. <laughs> I'm getting a little angry. That song's yeah. Really there, bad. there's the fire. There's the that fire. song is really bad. Texas T is awful. It's annoying to listen to. That's where yeah. the production is really rough, and yeah, his it's, voice it's is dreadful. Terrible. It sounds it's so bad. Yeah. The mixing on this album also feels like it was done so quickly. It's either like. You don't notice it, which is good mixing. You don't notice that things are off. Or it's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's insane, man. This does feel like an album made in like four hours, which is not a good thing. It, which is so funny, because un wasn't Unlocked by Denzel. That was like mostly recorded in 24 hours, right? Like they, that they was like production, they locked in and grinded. After, but, yeah. they, but that felt also like they were... Like, I think Post also had like a sound he was going for, but he just didn't... I feel like it just wasn't as like defined. Like he really just didn't yeah. have the vision wasn't as clear. He didn't execute on it as well. Yeah. Man's got like 10 over 20 vision. <laughs> yeah. Really, honestly, no vision. But Texas yeah. T, anything else for you? Uh socialite. <laughs> socialite for me too. Texas T socialite morning. Those are my worst three. Okay. I'm happy that we're I'm happy we're aligned on that. And I think I know what your worst lyric is. Worst lyric from socialite. Yep, I know what this is gonna be. I'm feeling naughty up on a Sunday, fucking the backseat of a Hyundai 
I'm calling her Shrek because she got a donkey. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to be it. What does it that, mean? What does it mean, Post? I'm call. I, I like it's not like even like I'm calling her Fiona. <laughs> it's like, calling her Shrek. Call a I'm woman Shrek and see her Shrek. reaction. Yeah, she got a donkey. Or anyone, frankly. I don't know if a guy would want to be called Shrek too. Hey, if you're listening to this Half and F podcast episode and you need some romantic Riz dating advice, tell them they Dude. look like Shrek because they got <laughs> their donkey. That See what donkey. happens. Someone's going to text and be like, I got laid tonight. And like, oh, well, <laughs> you're off the list. <laughs> well, folks, you're justified. This is a case, though, where he seems like a nice guy, so I do feel a little bad dunking on him like this. Yeah, but... yeah he seems like a nice enough guy. But he, that's my four. That's your seven. So I, I'm glad you yeah. had it so I could jump in on that with you. Great. My number six now. Number six. What do we got? And then after that, we'll get to your three and your two. I yeah. guess. Because I because I guess you don't really need your five and four at this point. Yeah, I'll just mention um, them again. To, yeah. Yeah. Just for just for consistency. Uh, my number six. Uh, perennial worthless uh, artist. Just trying. we got a classic like, like, worst list guy. Classic worst list artist. I have plenty of friends that like them, and I'm sorry to my friends that like them, but they're gonna have to hear me hate on them again. I don't know who this is? You already know. Yeah, uh, everyone already knows what this is gonna be. Um, but okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice though. I'm gonna be nice though this year, okay? Because I've I've given this I've given them number one before. I believe, I think I did in like two years ago. And they were I like a top three or back to back, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. I put them Definitely. close. I, I think they've been number one before. They have definitely been number I th- one. I think, yeah. The last album was number one, I think. That's what Maybe. I thought. Yeah. AJR, the Maybe Man. So I am so sorry, Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy, if you're listening, we love you, but. It's just I can't change who I am. I'm it's sorry. Like you said, man, they, they are incredibly popular. Like us, Cassidy, Sweeney, like... and like my, all my friends are like AJR. I'm sorry, I just can't I change. Think my this brother's about, partner man. might like them too. Like we're Ryan, really or maybe you really said your friend's partner, your brother's from Asia, and says my name out there. So, um, no, I mean but, it's fine if yeah. you put it out there. I don't care. All right. Well, either way, uh, sorry to you too, whoever else. But we get a lot I... of heat for not liking AJR. By the way, this is. Yeah. Like when we mentioned it in casual conversation, there's a little bit of like, you don't, not like, no one gets mad because, like, we, you know, we're friends with Julian from college, too. Yeah. Sorry about that, Julian. But yeah, Yeah. it's just so Yeah. We're friends with normal human beings, but there definitely is a level of like, um, oh, you don't like HAR? Why? Yeah. I think, I think what a lot of people, like, why live. Exactly. They're very positive and they're very upbeat. And I think a lot of people gravitate to that. But for me, their music is so obnoxious, too. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to give I ain't from Nebraska, bro. I don't fuck with corn that heavy, dog. And it's the corniest (laughs) shit ever. Exactly. It's incredibly corny. I didn't Um, even listen to this and I already know what the lyrics are. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. They're only at six. Improvement. (laughs) This is the this okay. Maybe this is a backhanded compliment because it's six on the on my list. But this is the best album they've done. <laughs> okay, you know Congrats. that's actually pretty mean. Now that I said that, that's pretty mean. Honestly, 
No, what they got to do if they want to like do like the you know, movie trailers, they throw all the quotes. They're just gonna say the best album they the made. Best AJR album yet, Aiden Mang. Aiden Mang and Half and Half podcast. No one has to know the episode yeah. or the context. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> the best. But it, it's, it's like, like that. I... Um, that one Tom Hardy movie where they disguised the two star review, but behind like it was the moment where he plays like identical twins, right? So it's a double role. And oh, they yeah. put a two-star review in between their heads, so it looks like it was like a four-star review. <laughs> oh, really yeah, awesome. I do. I remember that. And there was also awesome. the... Uh, it's also like whenever, like, it's January, obviously, and, like, there's been, like, no films that have come out, and they'll be like, this is the comedy of the year. It's like, it's been two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Who's it coming? Anyone, Who's coming? Anyone but you, it's the comedy of the year. <laughs> it's the only one I've seen. Um, but, yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, okay, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. The production choices are less obnoxious for the most part Improved. as compared to previous AJR albums. Uh, the writing has improved. It's less... It, it's still too corny for me, but it's less I'm a baby man type stuff, you know, as they were in the past. Yeah. Um. There are. Did some he take vocal that... lessons? Did he start singing better all of a sudden? No, no, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> it is sense. <laughs> yeah, but there's even like one or two songs that like he wrote about his personal life, the lead singer, and I was like, okay, these are decently well written, you know. Like there's a song. There's another like, criticism I have of them, like. Like there's a song about like relationship with his dad, and I think I forget exactly right now, but I think it's about like his dad's health failing and things like that. And like that song, I was like, okay, this is like decently well written and like in like emotional of a, like and not emotionally enough of a song. So yeah, because um, I feel like to jump in, I feel like sometimes in their past yeah. work, what I never really liked was I know it's based off of what they've dealt with, but it felt so generic. Yeah, yeah, like. It felt like a logic who can relate type exactly. thing with their music. So it is it's nice to hear that their baby is a little more peeling back the curtain, yeah. being a little more but a little more open about with it. their audience, yeah. I'd say. Like a like a little bit more peek behind the curtain, which I think was good. Um, by the way, quick detour. Is is who can relate woo the worst lyric in a hit song of like the 21st century? <laughs> up there it's I mean, up there it, i think it's it's up there if you include the my door suicide i'm too alive yeah and then um oh my like God, 1-800 made my 1-800 made my like a uh, bank account look like a phone number or something like that i said later yeah um but anyway. call back to the suicide song yeah, yeah i got rich off the suicide song guys just so you know it's crazy to say that shameless grift but owning up to it i gotta respect a little bit yeah that's a, that's a good grift um i don't approve of the grift but that is an effective grift i should say um but yeah so i i'm not as harsh on this one as previous ajr albums that were on this list because i do think there were definitely some improvements but the problem is even if they've improved on those weaknesses, their weaknesses are still their weaknesses. I mean, they've they, improved three spots on a worst list. So I don't yeah. know how much of that is. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, it's it's some of the songs are written better, but overall, a lot of them aren't that, or a lot of lyrics are not that good. Um, the singing, I just, I don't like the voice, man. I don't like the singer's voice. Um, production is usually pretty obnoxious. Again, it's better on this one than previous ones, but it's, 
it's a toned down version of them but it's still them it's still them so i'm not trying to say like i will never like an aj arnold because i enter every album giving it the same chance think about that with not trying to i mean i'll be honest with you i think i enter I'm I'm gonna be upfront. I do enter projects biased, but I do try my best Fair. to keep it to a minimum because it's hard I, not to be in my I'm opinion. willing to I'm willing to have my mind changed. I'll say that. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm not against like, liking yeah. it. I actually go in being like it would be cool if I actually I liked it, because that'd be kind of yeah. fun to talk about on here. Yeah. It, the the funniest way I, the like I think like the funniest thing about this album is the best way I could describe it is it's it's heavily Nate Roos inspired from fun. Why Which him? Is, I don't know. It's just everything sounds like he's the, easily the worst part of fun, apparently, because he's playing yeah. out. <laughs> and everything about it just sounds very Nate Roos, which is like, I don't know. Like Nate Roos is better than AJR, I would say. Like the typical. Are they channeling like Nate Roos, like from fun, kind of? Roughly. Okay. Yeah, like that anti solo work, even which is not great either. But like, I I would listen to. Nate Russo's solo album over any AJ. I guess I get what you're saying. Is like, like, there is a growth that has occurred in the sound. Yeah. That has dimmed some of the stuff that you hate about it, but the stuff you hate about it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's still there. Exactly. And like that's that's kind of like all I really say about it. It's 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 the same problems I've had with previous AJR albums, but just more muted than previous yeah. ones. And what are your worst with, tracks? With some songs that have some like better writing so i'm gonna give him credit on that too um uh, my worst tra- my worst track is a song that has all of ajr's worst qualities like they still have it in them Don't as worry. you just basically said it's like hey man it didn't go away <laughs> y- yes i'm a mess just way too corny and cutesy approach oh, that and title just, alone, I already just know. obnoxious noises just thrown into the instrumental for no reason and just like awful awful they would benefit from like less is more yeah you, you know you know what i want to see because they throw all these little like slide whistles and bells and whatever into their beats, right? Or into their instrumentals. Fucking kazoo. Exactly. Yeah, they throw a kazoo in there. I know. Let's have them sing over a JPEG Mafia instrumental and see what happens. Yeah, Aiden, would you not say JPEG Mafia is just AJR? AJR chronically online. In a way, yes. <laughs> yeah, Aiden, it's curious that you like JPEG Mafia but dislike AJR. Curious. I know. Yeah. What can I say? I just I just hate New Yorkers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, the um yeah. Yes, I'm a mess is my least favorite one. It has all their worst qualities. It's so bad. Um, uh, and then I won't. I'm also not a big fan of, which also has a lot of their bad qualities. So uh that's my 10 through 6, the song. And um I guess with that, uh we'll probably hop to another call because Yeah, we'll uh, take a pause and then yeah. we'll I'll just briefly recap five four and then I'll do my three two. Yep. Aiden will do his five four three two and then we'll do our ones and that'll yep. be that's the episode right there. So yeah, see y'all in a sec. All right, see y'all then. Okay, we are back. So it, uh, Masan, you... before yeah, we get too deep into anything, I just have to mention something. Yeah. Clearly what I would like to hear out of AJR is very different from what their audience wants to hear from them because I just looked at their Spotify and their most streamed song from their latest album is Yes, I'm a Mess. 
I yeah, that song. I've heard of that song before you mentioned that. So like, your so, your your crusade with me sort of sitting shotgun or in the back seat or whatever against AJR. It's a lose. We're losing. So did we just lose? Like, we've been losing. Like, we've never we've been, been winning this one. Twenty-two million streams, man. This is literally they get more streams than we've got like career listens aided in like two seconds. Probably their least stream song on Spotify has more streams than all of our episodes combined, genuinely. Yes, and it's okay. We are we are like Joe Budden releasing eight diss tracks against Drake and getting nearly a response. We will keep fighting the good fight. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Oh man, that's well, that's depressing. Uh, continuing yeah, on with this, it's, it's all good. It's all good. But I just oh. I just found that incredibly funny because I, I looked right after and I was like, no way. Of course it is. We are a mess, I suppose. But yeah, number five. Uh, just to reiterate, number five for me was for all the dogs by Drake. Number four was Austin by Post Malone. Number three, this one was a bummer. Uh, because this is a classic case of like older artists trying to kind of come out with something new. Maybe modernize and it's, a it's, bit. And Vasant, just clarify some more. We don't have any more albums in common, right? No, we don't. Okay, so maybe not that I, I still okay. we don't. But this is an artist who, like, I respect from a musical standpoint for sure, from what I know. Uh, I've heard a lot of some of their songs from what you could call their musical prime. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. missed out on what I would call their musical peak a bit, just because I was like younger or wasn't really interacting with hip hop and rap as a genre that much or really american music in general frankly for me when i was a younger kid so it was kind of almost like okay older artists trying to do the comeback trying to do the hey i'm here with a new full-length project and that can go pretty bad in fact i feel like it mostly goes bad actually right like yeah the older artists who drops like i i'm 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 intrigued i'm intrigued keep going but like, wouldn't you say the older artist who tries to drop like a, a new album, whether it's in their old sound or it's like a modernized version of their old sound or with modern aesthetics for their genre, it just never works, right? It either feels lazy, yeah. inspired, and dated, or it feels like they just don't fit. You you usually wind up sounding like Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. So not to clown too hard on Big Willie, who apparently the Creamers love. So I can't, you know, maybe I should. Yeah, the Creamers are Big Willie heads. Learn, learn that from the hip hop bracket that y'all y'all love to get jiggy with it, and you love Wild Wild West. So that's that's fine. Yeah. This album is Block Busta by Busta Rhymes. Oh, he did drop. I was going to listen to that, and I never did. It's rough. It's really long. It lives up to its name, but in like the worst way possible. It's like a blockbuster that has like a bunch of famous people in it, you know, yeah. the cash grab movie, and it just sucks. It bombs, and it's just like everyone was in it Dang. for a paycheck. It's that bad. Okay. This is Buster Rhymes Doolittle or something. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of it. What's like a good? Yeah, you're you're more obviously a movie guy. What's like an example of that? Like the the name. It's like a bunch of actor like name porn where it's like, oh my god, there's like oh. eight different elite actors in this movie. In 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 the most re- like most recent years, Amsterdam, hundred percent. Yeah, this is Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, because this album is the equivalent of Shaq on the Celtics or Terry Henry <laughs> on the New York Red Bulls. Yeah, it's yeah. just a legend. I think most or some at least would say of the game just not being able to keep up with where things have gone. That's a shame. That's sad. And here's the thing. I think it's fine to like try and have like a lot of features on your project because features can bring a lot to an album. They can 
fit the aesthetic and vision and elevate it. They can add a different sound or switch up. And in the case of what Busta's going for, if you're trying to go for like a modern sound, it makes sense to bring in a lot of new artists. And this thing is chock full of features. Like there's 19 tracks on this album and 14 of them have a feature that it's yeah. listed. It's a lot of features. And you have to be careful because when you have a lot of features, they can also like take over the album and it doesn't even feel like your album anymore or you feel like you're barely on the album. Yeah, yeah. But the amount of features here, plus the fact that a lot of the features are doing like, I just got paid to be here performances and Busta not being great on the album. It's like, where is he? A guy who's so known for his, in his peak, his presence and charisma on albums. It's just not here. It's like gone. Mm. And God, like, that's upsetting, man. That is so upsetting. This one is really upsetting. Like this one makes me mad because like, I have an iota of knowledge of what Busta was and what Busta is on Blockbusta is just not, it's just sad. It's a shell of what was one of the most preeminent rappers of, you know, an era and a guy who like had a bit of like a later, he was older and then he had like that Chris Brown song, right? You know, that yeah. verse where he goes fast and like that, that's, that's fairly iconic. Yeah, look look you know, at so me like, now. Yeah. So, you know, the features are a mixed bag. Quavo is fine. Bia is bored, but generally I'd say fine. Young Thug feels like he's doing like an extra verse he had for Hot. Oh, well, so that, that might be what it is because he is in prison. So he's, <laughs> he's like currently being held. Yeah. So he might just be releasing things on his hard drive at this point. Sure. You mentioned it, it was me. actually it, it was it was part of a it was part of a, the discovery process. They found his verses and started distributing them to <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, Busta, this is yours. I believe this was Mr. yours. Rimes. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Imagine a lawyer in a suit knocking on Buster Rob's palatial estate being like. Yeah. Mr. Rhymes, we have, and it's a floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Busta was like, this going to make the album. And I mean, it made the album like it's on it, but I mean. Yeah. Is, um, do, you, do you think, um, let me ask you a question real quick. Is his acting in Halloween 8 Resurrection, Busta Rhymes, is his acting in that movie better or worse than his rapping on this album? He is in Halloween 8? Yes. He Kung Fu kicks Michael Myers. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, and I cannot say there's anything as awesome it, feeling in this film. It is, it, yeah, it is a horrible movie. It is hilarious. It, it is, it's, it's so stupid. But Busta comes and kicks Michael Myers. This one's rough. I mean, also, DaBaby yeah. and we mentioned them earlier. Chris Banner are unfortunately here and do not deliver surprise great performances either. Mm -hmm. It you say you, wait, know, you say the baby, the baby is here. <laughs> Baby, oh my God! There's a name I haven't heard in eighty years. He's, he's <laughs> trying to bring. I mean, even though the baby has definitely fallen off, he's trying to bring modern artists and like, yeah, yeah. The production reflects that. Um, but yeah, he's, he, he saw what not. He saw what Nas did with the King's Dead. But that's the, that's series. a great example yeah. of what yeah. I think he wanted to do. But the problem is, is that production still feels incredibly Nas. It's just yeah. kind of newer and like updated. Yeah. But it's definitely in his lane. For the most part, this is like par for the course modern rap production. Mm, which that is Busta doesn't, on it, yeah. With Busta on it. The production feels very like generic. It doesn't really go anywhere. Like the beats are very much like what you hear in the first few seconds is what it is for the whole song. There's mm -hmm. moments with good production. Could it be you has a solid beat. The return of Mitsumusa has a solid beat. 
And like there's songs like Stand Up that I my brain it's escaping me. Listen to Stand Up. It has an insane person be. It has one of the craziest samples I or interpolations I've ever heard. And it's not very good, but at least I can say it's interesting. Because yeah, I'm gonna look that up part, after. Yeah. Outside of these three songs, it's very generic and very boring. And once again, a guy known for personality and like production, like he did, you know, like him, Missy Elliott, like that style of you know, Timbaland yeah. type production gets you moving, has a lot of like movement to it that fit a guy who could really just tear up the mic. It's just gone. It just, it's like, it's just the fastball is not there. And like, he's, only, guy, he's only throwing his change up now. What a shame. It is a shame <laughs> because this is a guy who I think you could say had one of the coolest aesthetics sounds and voices uh, yeah he was awesome for he the was genre incredible. and this project is just a constant reminder of what he is not anymore and it's so weird to hear busta fucking rhymes sound like he's struggling to find like a pocket on a beat he just feels super uncomfortable here like this is not Man. his element this is not like a nas hit boy working to make something a nas is an incredible yeah. rapper obviously not to say busta isn't so I'm sure Nas could maybe, but you know that Nas Kanye project. Nas sounded really offbeat and uncomfortable, yeah. and you could tell yeah. the production, the producer Kanye and him did not really work together. Yeah, I remember that because me, me and you heard that project, and we we're like, oh god, is our is the goat washed? <laughs> you know, we yeah, like, is is one of the goats washed? Right, turned, but you can tell out Nas had a late career renaissance ahead of him, which is crazy. Yeah, because yeah, Nas but... and Hipwood clearly work and understand, work together and understand each other, and that is evident but busta i feel like just kind of got beats that were a little newer sounding but didn't really work to build something that fit in the modern kind of you know version of the scene but like was still yeah. him you know yeah and yeah lyrically i'd say that's the part of the project that you could argue is the strongest but it's not much of a compliment because i would just say it is fine there's nothing to write home about i didn't really catch much of it because frankly i was just trying to move through the songs sounds super there's 19 tracks it's long and but the main thing that i noticed is just busta just does not feel as charismatic or imposing or intimidating or cool like i just don't think it just it this is the ultimate like what my goat yeah. is like he's not i'm not like busta's my goat or anything but i'm sure he is for some people but this is really the my goat is washed album absolutely absolutely it's very upsetting uh worst tracks uh the statement which is the opener and frankly if that song alone kind of tells you where we're going for the rest of the album if you listen and... to it big everything and then stand up is once again interesting production but frankly awful and insane production Got and okay. the worst like, like I said, the lyrics are whatever, but the lyric, the song Beach Ball is not particularly good. That has Bia on it. Here's the lyric from Beach Ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Louie and that Gucci make her bug and burked often. Drag me to a dressing room and give me top until she coughing. Waterfalling, sucking on these beach balls. Thanks, Busta. That's Busta. That's Busta. <laughs> This is such a funny number three because, like, he deserves to be up here, yeah. but it hurts. It hurts, man. I hate hearing that from Busta. That's awful. And this is so funny because, once again, now Post Malone yeah. and Drake are like, what the fuck, man? We're, like, lower <laughs> on the list. Dang. Oh, this hurts, man. I Like, I just saw that lyric. I'm like, yeah, he would have made my list. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's not even yeah. funny. He doesn't even say it in, like, a fun way. It's like, when, that, yeah. when Busta can't sound 
when bus sounds uncomfortable, it's like, oh man, that's you oh already because oh it's just God. it just isn't production for him. It just is not meant to be for him. And that doesn't mean he can make good modern rap music. It just means yeah. he needs to like work with a producer or kind of really sit down and try and find a, a sound or find a way to update what he worked best with. But do it now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Honestly, he could have made an album that was literally just his old shit and it wouldn't have made it on here. I would have said, oh, it just kind of feels like Busta, a bit dated, obviously, for now, but it wouldn't have made it on here because yeah. he would have still sounded fine. Yeah. God, okay. man. Number two is way worse, though. Than Busta. Way worse. Number two okay. and number one are in different tiers to me. Interesting. Okay. I can't so, wait to hear those. Number two is. A golden example of why YouTubers should never move into making music. Oh, God. Number oh two. God. No, is... don't tell me you listen to it. Go ahead. Is Maybe It's Me by DDG. Oh, okay. I thought you listened to like the Dream album for a second. No. <laughs> that's also probably a good example for why you should. Yeah. But that's cheating. Listen, yeah, I'm no, not gonna like it. I'm sorry. See, I'm going into that with that, hater energy. That's that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, oh no, don't don't tell me, don't tell me he actually did it. Uh, but no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. DDG, I knew I didn't watch DDG's YouTube channel, but I knew who he was—a YouTube vlogging personality. Got really mm -hmm. popular on YouTube, and then like most content creators, decides, you know, hey, I've made my bones here on YouTube or Twitch. Let me start making music. And mm -hmm. here's the thing. Yeah. It can work. Artists like Quadeca, who's been actually got a shout out from fucking Kevin Abstracts from Brockhampton, which is pretty cool. Mm, yeah, uh, cool. Aries and Troy Savon, I believe, was also a YouTuber before becoming yeah, a pretty yeah. successful pop musician. Those are examples, I think, of artists where like I don't think of them as YouTube musicians. I just think of them as musicians that had YouTube careers or still do stuff on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yep. DDG is notable outside of his YouTube channel, but there's nothing on this album that doesn't make it seem like it's just another revenue stream. I think KSI also makes pretty awful music and you can say a lot in an interview, but you know, KSI in interviews and he came on Fantano's channel, I think, and stuff seems very like he wants to make good music. Like he yeah. likes music. He cares about it. There's, it just, yeah. He's obviously tropes. he he would like to make me he would like to make money off of music, but he seems like he's actually interested in trying to make good rap and try like he's trying at least. Yeah, sure. I didn't really listen. I know there's some KSI project last year or maybe even this year, but here's the thing: DDG. He might even say that. I'm sure he might. But there, this album is so fucking bad. There is no way that this is a genuine attempt at making music that you're passionate about. The mm. only notable thing that I can say about DDG after listening to this album is that his partner is the little fucking mermaid. That is it. The most notable thing about DDG as a artist is that he is dating Halle Bailey. He's that dating Halle Bailey? They what? have a kid together. She's pregnant. What? Or she had the kid. Dude, what what is happening? What? <laughs> I wish he got her for a fucking feature on this album. That would have been Did, nice. Didn't I, didn't I? Didn't I do this like last episode? Wasn't there a celebrity? With, uh, it was Kali Uchi Dodd Tolliver. She's pregnant. I don't think she's had the kid yet. I had no idea about them too. 
Well, Shig, you'd be, I honestly don't blame you because you know who Halle Bailey is. Who the fuck is DDG? <laughs> exactly. You know the most That's notable crazy. thing about DDG? He's in a Glorb song. He gets name dropped on the Sandy song. Oh, that's hilarious. Wow. Good for, I mean, good for him. I guess he made it. I forget. It's like he says something, something she says something like something, something, a fucking DDG or something like that. Yeah. Well, I guess he it's made it. It's on the Sandy D Squirrel song by Glorb. Mm. Glorb will never touch this list. He's incredible. No, um, no, we love Glorb. They're incredible. But yeah. who is DDG other than Halle Bailey's arm candy, I guess? Like, who is he? This album is bad. It was made using like Kind of in the way of Busta Rhymes, I talked about just trying to make modern music, going with the starter kit. This is more on trend. It tries to be more in that melodic rap lane. But this album is made using yeah. the how to make a hit modern rap hip-hop album. Someone type that in to some AI tool and it spit out all these fucking beats. Mm, okay, yeah. Every song you listen to, if you were to listen to this album, you might not be able, because I'm awful with names, but you will listen and be like, I have heard this from someone else who is more popular and does it better. Every song sounds like it's someone else's song that he got the beat from. Like someone made this beat for, let's say, Lil Yachty, and Lil Yachty is like, I don't want it. And then it found its way to fucking yeah. DDG. <laughs> That's what it rough. feels like. That's rough for that. The entire <laughs> time I'm listening, I'm like, why wouldn't I just go listen to the artist you're emulating? Because here's the thing. People sound inspired by an artist. They feel like a derivative of an artist. Fine. But make me feel like you're doing something. We talked about yeah. Ken Carson yeah. earlier. You have to feel like you're doing something different in that sound. But if you just sound like a version of that artist... What the hell yeah. are we doing? I mean, congrats, DDG. You're a great impersonator, I guess. But like, what are we doing? I'm, I, I this sounds so. I sound very mean, but this is ridiculous. This album it's is fair, dude. Yeah, it's just I like, mean, why I, wouldn't I? I want this beat to go to someone else. The entire yeah. time I'm listening, I'm like, oh, this beat's not bad. I actually give it to someone else. Hmm. Okay. It can be trendy. It can be radio friendly. It can sound trendy. It can sound radio friendly. But it has yeah. to sound like it's from. Like this sounds like someone could have just literally generated this off of technology. Like this doesn't it doesn't need to be yeah. a person doing this. There's no personality. Who is DDG? When you listen to an album, you should at least be like, who is this person? I don't know. He's like eight different rappers. <laughs> like, quick, quick question. Quick question. How did you wind up listening to this? <laughs> I was mildly curious because I knew okay. of him from his content creation days, and he is a more popular figure now, probably okay. very in big in part to who he is dating. But he also, before that, had grown to be a creator that was bigger than his YouTube platform. Yeah. So when I saw it, I always have this clearly fucked up curiosity about how YouTube rappers and YouTube artists have evolved or changed their sound. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I haven't listened to his music, but I was like, curious. And one of his songs is a TikTok song. Um, mm, and that's one? another negative point. I'm geeking. There are three versions of the same song on this album. Oh, God. Wait, there's, what? There's I'm geeking with just DDG. There's I'm geeking DDG with La Tyler. And I'm geeking with DDG, NLE, Choppa, and Bia. There's three versions of the same song. This is not a deluxe album that has the extra remixes pasted at the end. This is feels like I'm geeking was a TikTok sound. It is getting traction. You know what? I need to see 
and maybe it was a single i have no idea i don't know the release cycle for this album but this, this song is getting traction yeah. shit let's capitalize and make two other versions of it and throw it on there mm. music needs to make you money i get it yeah. i understand it but if there's anything that makes it more clear to me that you have no interest in actually trying to establish yourself as an artist it's this type of content this is how content creators do content this thumbnail yeah. works for me this type of content works for me i need to spam it while it's hot three versions mm -hmm. of the same fucking song ridiculous just wasting my time it's not like any of the other versions add anything i mean these are once again very like fine verses by the features. Th this this isn't the deluxe album this is just the album it's just that the fault. This that is insane i know it's not that. the deluxe because the remixes are all in the middle of the track list that is insane to do that this is, crazy. This, is this is money making album that's, strategy. That's that's innovative, actually. I swear to say that's innovative. I'll give him credit. Not, it's not it's the, making a bad not in a sure. good way. Not in a good way, but it's innovative. That's crazy. This album is so hollow and lifeless. And I look, you gotta make your money. So make your money. Who knows how long you've got before you lose the platform? So make your money. But mm -hmm. my god, man, really? Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't really need you to be an incredible lyricist. I like artists who are just, I really do just like personality in the music I listen to. I mean, a big selling point of V's to me is I think he's got a very good charismatic presence to me. He sounds yeah. sleepy and mumbly, but there's a personality to that. DDG mm. is none of these things. He's just a generic version of every notable mainstream rapper and a really bad songwriter too. I'm not sure. I'm sure. And also an indictment on this is I'm sure he's not solely writing these songs, which then makes me goes, who the fuck is writing this? Yeah. Like, you got a team to write these songs. You're telling me Probably. a team wrote this music. <laughs> yeah. He put together a team of uh chat GPT bard. <laughs> an album like this needs at to stay off my bad list. You need something. This album is so desperately looking for something good. Looking for something fine. I mean, the beats you can say are fine because they're just generic. That's the thing. Sonically, you're going to hear this album be like, it just sounds fine. But when you consider how it just sounds like he's doing impersonations of a bunch of different artists, he himself has no individual identity. I walk away from this not really knowing who he is as an artist or a person. And he is an awful songwriter. It's like there is literally fucking nothing to this. Yeah. This album sucks. Worst three tracks. Riz. Love for Sale. Trying to Link. I'm geeking yeah. is not terrible. I'll give him that. The trendy <laughs> song is okay. He, he, he was proud. So he's proud of you. <laughs> also, he's DDG. Like, That's the number one. Yeah. Is, is joining other artists we've talked about in the show. He's joining the yeah. list of artists who should be banned from talking about sex or anything relating to horniness. Oh, really? Welcome to the list, buddy. All right. Because here's the worst lyric one. off of Riz. Sticking two fingers in that bitch when she turn around, I'ma sniff it. <laughs> yeah, you got the band, dude. <laughs> Adlib, huh? J. Cole. Oh, it's not over? No, the ad lib was just huh afterwards. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you say like ad lib huh, and then next part. Now, yeah, welcome to the knob, J Cole. Uh, I think Logic's probably on that list. Gunna was, I think, on there. Gunna's on that list. Yeah, Gunna's. Oh, Gunna is so bad. Too. <laughs> extra bad. He's extra. And we like Gunna. <laughs> yeah, enough. We support Gunna. 
How we like that? fuck you, dude, on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. I like that song. We support Gutta. We support him. <laughs> we, su- we stand with Gutta yeah, and Young Thug. St- yeah, absolutely. Okay, he- Young Thug might be guilty, but he also made lifestyle. So your like, honor, your honor. He's please. got Saul Goodman as his lawyer, so I think he'll be exactly. Fine. Yeah, your honor, please. Put Thug okay. free. Um, Let it rip, Aiden. Five, four, right, three, yeah, two. Let's, let's do it. Let's 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 give you let's give you a chance to take a deep breath as I go ahead here. <laughs> oh, my number one is gonna be something, dude. I got a soliloquy for number he's one. Gonna, he's gonna explode, I think. <laughs> um all right, my number five. Um this scenario says very popular. So again, this is again, I this is just a top ten of takes, really. Um I've listened to one other album of his. I thought it was fine from what I remember. I remember there was like one or two songs I enjoyed off it. Uh, Maybe you remembered a... incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, credit regrets it. Credit regrets it. I thought it was fine. Um, he's since started branching off into acting. I haven't seen him act anything. I know he's in Euphoria, but I've never watched that. Uh, but he's clearly making a very big profile for himself at this point, and that is Dominic Fike with a uh, sunburn. Oh boy. Um, sad isn't he like sad boy aesthetic or whatever roughly yeah yeah um this is dominic fike trying to do like an album for the summer is how i would describe it all right but what this is similar to the t-pain situation i think dominic fike has a good voice and i think he sounds good on most of this the instrument the instrumentals on most of this and the songwriting is pretty terrible um mm-hmm he chose it's so it's so fascinating he chose i think i think it's like 12 tracks long if i'm remembering correctly 12 of the like the pot like 12 songs with like the least bite i have ever heard it's all just such like playlist radio ready it's a mush mushy album it's a mushy album it's all just like radio friendly fluffy crap mostly like I, I don't want to be too mean but it really does feel like that um the songs are very again the songs are not written well at all um particularly I'll, I'll spoil it my least favorite track and one of my least favorite tracks of the year because it's just like a personal ick i guess is what people would say for me um mm, he has a song ick. called the ick he has a song called bodies the song and um do you want to know what that's about What's it about, Aiden? Body count. He wrote a body count pop song. I thought we were over the these stupid concepts. Didn't we yeah. have a pretty big segment of an episode kind of recently talking about how harmful all that body count discourse is? Yeah. It's kind of exactly. I think it was it's, it was on one of our crying over spilled milk segments. Ones. Yeah, one of the summer episodes, I think. Um it's how should I say this? He just the way he talks about this. I'm just gonna like put like read a little bit of this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus of it is just one time for all your bodies from college, one more for every boy that came before me. Sometimes I get so dramatic, but we're not so different, in fact. And it just like I don't know. It, he's it's it's such a wishy-washy song and how it's feels very nice guy ish 
in the way. Yeah, but the the way that's very wishy washy. I'm gonna say is that it's like he's writing kind of about like, oh, I get kind of insecure about the fact that my partner might have a sexual history, which is fine. There's an interesting angle there because that's a really real thing. You feel so inexperienced and you feel like the person you're with just knows so much more. And it's like, why would they waste time with someone who's like, yeah, but the part as good at this stuff or as experienced with this stuff. Yeah. Sure. The part of it that feels kind of gross to me is when we get to the second verse and he's like, if I'd put a belly on you, maybe we maybe could have made it last. You got a baby daddy who keep bringing up the kid. I kind of struggle when I think about the past, but it's in the past. So I guess I try not to ask. I know your ex can take your blank away. Like it's just, it's just a blank. I, I don't know. I know your freshman fling wasn't yesterday. And if you lost the count of your body count, it's okay, baby. We can start fresh today. I don't like that one. I don't like that one. Feels weird. Why does she need to start? What do you mean by start I, fresh? Like, I mean, I yeah, like you're, you're you guys yeah. are a relationship. But like, what? Yeah. I mean, her past is her past, man. Like, you don't have to exactly. Like, and she like, I I don't I don't like that sound. I don't like I, I don't like body count discourse in general. I think it's stupid. yeah. And like, I why are we that, pretending? Like, look, why do you have to pretend she didn't have other relationships? She didn't fuck other people. It's okay. Exactly. She did. She wasn't with you. Yeah. Then. Now she's with you. All that matters yeah. is that you two are faithful or, you know, whatever your relationship setup is, respectful exactly. to those boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I I really don't like that that approach to it. And I think, like, again, it's just the whole song is so wishy-washy. Like, I'm a little insecure about it, but it's It feels okay. nice, guys. No, it's, it's like, I'm okay. a nice, very guy, nice guy, but, yeah. Yeah. But honestly, that song alone could put up on the list of the rest of the album. It gets one spot. <laughs> yeah. But it's, a, a lot of the songs are just... Again, that's that's the worst one in my opinion. But a lot of these songs are just so light, and they just have nothing. Then and just it, it's all. It, it it's. I mean, good for him. It does have a summary vibe, which I will give him the points for. I'm like, okay, I do listen to this, and I understand. You could play this on like a beach trip. You know, it sounds like the summer, but it doesn't sound good. <laughs> I'll say that too. Sounds like a pretty um, sounds like a pretty boring fucking summer there, Dom. Dog days of August type summer, you know, when it's like 95 degrees outside. No one wants to play. Everybody's like, no, I guys are someone like, why can't I get women to like me? Yeah, it's, it's, why are they all whores? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they say I, that in their mind, but you know. Yeah. This one also personally pissed me off too, because okay, I'm getting angry now. This one, pissed, this one pissed me off. You want to know why? I mm. listened to it when it came out. And the rest of the year, it just kept getting recommended to me by Spotify. For some reason, the album was pushing Dominic Fike on me so hard. Even though I listened to this album once back then. It was like, mm. I really didn't like that. I'm not going to listen to it that much going forward. There's no real songs off here that I'm taking off of it. And whenever it was like, albums for you, it would just say Sunburn, Dominic Fike. I was like, why? why spotify i hate this album spotify's like oh you love it. this album right aiden yeah you loved it you love sunbird right hey dude, you're like, insecure no. about body counts here <laughs> he's labeling me things that i'm not uh, <laughs> spotify <laughs> is i'm not the algorithm buddy. i'm not algae okay. rhythm yeah um and the other worst song too is like i'll just say this because that's how, how i feel about the album my other worst track too has one of my least favorite trends of the past two years which is incredibly lazy sampling interpolating yeah there's Think an art fast. to sampling and interpolation and people talk yeah. about it now like it's stupid and lazy but it's because people have just stopped being good at it I think. exactly 
think fast, which it says featuring Weezer, is just Dominic Fike taking the vocal melody of the sweater song from the Blue album and just using it. It it brings nothing to the song. Like he doesn't do any. It it makes no. It literally feels like he he made the song, forgot about like had the song in the back made the, had the sweater song in the back of his mind, right? And forgot that it was a song. Did the whole thing, and then it got to an A and R guy that was just like, "Hey, you can't put the song out without crediting Weezer because this is their vocal melody." Yeah. And. It's like like it was totally on accident, you know, because there's nothing. It's like there. shit, I guess gotta do something with the Weezer song to. It, there there's nothing that like thematically ties it. It's not like a flip of anything. It's just using that vocal melody. It's so lazy. It's so lazy. Yeah. And that was the lead know. single. <laughs> oh boy, knew what you were getting into, didn't you? Yeah. So that that's my number. That's my number five. There is that's people do a lot of really cool fun things with sampling and interpolation and it's sad that people now just think it's a lazy crutch because it's like yeah. oh people don't know how to make music so they just steal old music and it's like the boomers can start saying that now. And it's like yeah. No, there is an art and it's pretty cool We're how giving... people actually put a lot of thought into it, but we really are losing the recipe when it comes to sampling and interpolation. Yeah. We need our producers to be better because we're giving them too much ammunition. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, that's my number five. My number four, I don't have too much to say about, so I can get done what like six minutes remaining in this call. Sure. Uh, my number, it. my number four is I'm not gonna give a big intro about it. Uh, they were popular. They had a really popular song. I forget what it's called. Uh, you know that song. The song is like I'm begging for a bag for you. Oh, like, um, I, yeah. Maniskin Rush. That was also a TikTok. Yeah, sure. I guess you really, it, was. it was really a real foreshadowing with some of the content of the episode by bringing that up in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I listened to this because I was like, you know what? It is rare that there is a rock band that's caught the cultural zeitgeist like they have. Yeah, that has like a trend that has got people's ear like in that yeah. way. And like rock hits are very rare. I'm not even a big fan of the song but i was like it's a little refreshing to hear even a not great rock song on the radio mm -hmm. um even though i i don't listen to the radio but have it on the charts you know yeah um this is an obnoxious album <laughs> like, is it the vocal is, is that vocal it's styles? it's the vocals it's the instrumentals it's the the worst one is entirely from the vocals there's a song blah 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 that it just obnoxiously yells the phrase like throughout the song it's like and rhymes it going like blah 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 ha ha and it's just grating um but does he kind of do this like raspy like that song it's, it's referencing? A, yeah it's it's all raspy okay it's all raspy um i don't like the i don't like the vocals like at all throughout the album i think that again the songwriting is just very clunky and just I use clunky because just it not, nothing feels natural on it. Like the blah 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 stuff is like I I, I mentioned that song particularly just because that one's like the worst example of it. It's just no, nothing, nothing flows well, and the instrumentals range from like generic to just bad rock music, and yeah, I just I I I don't. 
un quite understand how they got as big as they did. I understand TikTok was involved as well. It sounds, I think it just sounds a little different, or right? the vocal style yeah. sounds different. And it's yeah. fine and cool and tolerable in like the snippet that is the sound that was trending, right? But you're talking about yeah. a whole song, a whole album, whole album yeah, and then the songwriting's <laughs> bad. I can see how this is all accumulating to a pretty rough listen. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll say this that I think if um I don't again I don't have too much to say about this album outside of that. It's just a very obnoxious and annoying listen. Mm -hmm. And if you um if someone wants an explanation for it, I do say just like listen to blah blah blah. And if you don't like that song, you'll be like, okay, I get why Aiden does not like this album. The song is like, honestly maybe not that much better than blah blah blah, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Say so my, my least favorite tracks are uh blah 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 and cool kids cool kids is also incredibly obnoxious for similar reasons um but yeah that is my number five that's my number four and number uh, four. i think i i think we should probably jump to another call yeah i think we'll take our we'll yeah. take our mandated zoom break uh we'll be back we'll do your three and two uh yeah. i don't have any dishonorable mentions really but if you do you can run through those real quick and then we'll do our number ones and That'll be sort of the uh, traditional half and half album recap sort of episodes yeah. all done and dusted. So we'll be ready. Yeah. Cool. So we're back. Aiden got three and two. Uh, we're getting it up here on the list. I'm expecting some of that, some of that rage that you've been bottling up a little bit might actually start <laughs> seeping out. I, I genuinely, I think that I think Bobby's was the angriest I was going to get. I think so. I think I'm okay. <laughs> no, and I think genuinely here's what I'll say. Okay, no, my number three might make me angry. Okay, you know, forget what I just I said. I don't think you I don't think you were even screaming or getting I mean you were getting too crazy nah. with the, the Dominic Fike stuff. So Nah, yeah. I, again, Drake I'm, is I'm, still I'm, seething that you are treating all of these artists much nicer than you treated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, retire. Um no, like it's so yeah, I, I, my number three and my number two, I just for the pacing of the episode, I won't spend too much time on either of them, um, just so we can wrap this up at a certain point. But sure, the my number three artist uh, is relatively popular, and I know it's popular with like late Gen Z, millennial age people. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let me give Let's him tap a in. shot. Yeah, let me like tap in and see what's up and give him a shot. And this was towards the beginning of the year. There wasn't too much music coming out. So I was like, why not? I'll, I'll listen. Right when I listened, I knew immediately this was going to be like near the top of my worst list. I was like, I cannot believe people listen to this garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, um, man, actually, no, going I, in with such positive intentions yeah. and coming out like a hardened, angry yeah. person is it's really what this list is about. No, I shouldn't be surprised that people listen to this because it's it's incredibly listenable playlist music but yeah just, i mean that's kind of what even fike was right and number it, five yeah four. yeah and yeah this is win 92's the people's champ people's I, champ you heard it the people's champ uh generally just miserable millennial pop just all the worst aspects of millennial pop in this how bad is it and what type of influence is he drawing from the song there is a song featuring ajr on this album man 
Oh hell yeah! Aided. <laughs> when ADR feature is crazy. I feel like that doesn't come up that often. Yeah. At least in maybe the music circles we run in, you know. That happened. I went, oh god, because I was listening and then I heard the AJR singer and I went, what is happening? Um, and generally, just like, oh my god, dude. Okay. There's also a big Sean feature on it in twenty. Oh, what the hell, AJR twenty twenty three. Yeah, and Big Sean, we we gave it, we gave it we'll give his last, his, yeah, Detroit was pretty good. Or what, what was it called? Detroit, 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 Detroit two, two yeah. maybe. Yeah, it was good, but yeah, I mean, he's still the corn is still in him. I mean, it never left. It's it's in. Yeah, there. exactly. Um, just so corny and so obnoxious, and so much of just like that soft sounding no bite millennial pop that is just so it's just so bland it's it's so aggressive on a bland album is interesting because like i know yeah they like like, they stand out too much you know i i wouldn't call them bland typically but their their song is very bland on this i guess also i mean they're the feature so it's probably more just the singing performance than it is the production of them that's probably why um this, like I said, this album is just aggressive in its blandness. It's it, it is. I'm trying my number two minute. Yeah, out of it, it's the most bland album I've heard this year, definitely. And that's just the the one word that really describes it. It's you know, it's like soft. It's like it's dry, overcooked chicken. The album. The album. Yeah, that's what it is. Dry, nice. overcooked chicken. The album. I'm noticing and, a theme, uh, and I think it's fair because I'd agree with you, but I think a lot of what you don't like from this past year is just very toothless. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tooth- it's I, just I very, toothless. like, that's been, it's that's very been just, my, like, yeah. and that's fair because it's like, what are you making this for? There's yeah. nothing. It leaves no impression, right? Because okay, it's not it, to say it's, you want, like, aggressive, you know. No, I mean, you, yeah. there's probably uh, Louvé, or is Louvé? I've already forgotten. Louvé. Lou Lou yeah, Lou Van. She was on both of our top ten lists for making like softer music. Like you can make yeah. that type of music good. It's not hard, honestly. Yeah, well, but with her, I, I, it's hard for me. Should it be hard exa- for yeah. a, a high level artist or you know professional? Yeah, exactly. But, but for her, she's like actually creative and interesting and a good lyricist and like all these things that act, like help her. Yeah, it, the sound is not the issue. Yeah. I mean, the sound can be the issue, but it's like whatever genre, whatever lane you're in showcase yourself in that you know not just be if you want to be dime a dozen you can be yeah exactly <laughs> this is even worse than dime a dozen though this is like truly making background music yeah it's literally it's elevator music it's basically elevator music. oh boy and uh yeah i'll That's just say harsh. Already, <laughs> uh, again i don't want to spend as much time on these because i feel like we're getting to a time with the episode to try to get some one so um my least favorite tracks are fomo uh which is just a it, it's it's so similar to like that uh, like Monday's song by Imagine Dragons from that album last year. Oh man! Like yeah. just, just not not like not instrumentally, just an approach to the topic. You know, mm-hmm. like how that one was like. I don't know. I like Mondays. This one's just like you know what? I get FOMO sometimes. <laughs> it's like yeah, dude. I get it. Everybody does. Try be relatable. So. Oh my god! Even AJR is guilty of doing the whole like I guys. Do you feel this way sometimes? It's like exactly. yes, bitch. Like what else are you <laughs> contributing to this conversation? Yes, exactly. 
Uh, and then my other least favorite is a. Uh, oh, it's like motherfuckers trying to be quirky, man. It's yeah, exactly. It's like sometimes I feel really sad. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, my other least favorite is too late with AJR. So that is uh Quinn ninety two's the people's champ, and my number two. People okay. want you to shut the fuck up, my brother. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I didn't even listen to this album. I'm just like Aiden's angry yeah. hype man. Just like, yeah, yeah, that album's like, fucking ass. He, he, the song wants to get me so happy right now. You know, he's like trying to get me going. I just thought it's to get you a little bit. He's instigating. Like, Alright, my number two, I listen to just because I'm a hater. Like, I can't even, like, I can't even <laughs> say that. I knew it, there had to be an album on here that was just like, this is the haters pick of the year. <laughs> this is the haters' choice awards, and, and Watsky, you've won the prize. <laughs> oh, Watsky. I know Danny's at home picking his feet in excitement. Yeah, because it's, it's, to Danny, is too, Danny, my roommate and I, we used to listen to Watsky's music in, the, in our dorm room because it was such trash. We I wonder if I wonder if he's listened to it. Maybe he will after this episode. You guys can share notes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Me and him would just listen to his songs, just openly mock him. Peter's <laughs> <laughs> Choice Award. Yeah, going to watch you so awards. funny, man. Yeah, Hater's Choice Awards. You're in first place, Watsky. Uh, Watsky's album, Intention. Nobody is listening to Watsky in the year 2024 except me. I know that. Like, it's okay. Um, and I'm only true? doing let's, it because I'm a let, me, let me pull up that man's numbers. You keep talking. He's probably got decent streaming numbers. I'm probably lying when I say that. Yeah, but... he's like he's like AJR in the sense that he like you know, I'm a. His worst song probably is outdoing us, but yeah, Watsky's pulling in 375. We'll say thousand monthly listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing about this album that I am shocked about is that Watsky was able to pull some talented people in. And I, I hate to do this. I, what the hell? I hate to do this. I hate to do this. T-Pain, my, my friend T-Pain, you're on two of my worst albums of the year. We no! need to change this. <laughs> my goat might be washed. I, yes, I, I'm, also, I hate this album cover, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It, it's terrible. Um, it looks like just it, it. It honestly looks AI generated. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, it's the classic. So random. It, okay, T Pain's not bad on song or anything. Like you know, I'm. Hey, the, like I give this album like a point five out of ten, and yo T Pain, you're that point five, my friend. Okay. <laughs> um. I. Oh my god. This saddens me because I'm looking at the track list and my my Indian yeah. brother. Abitha Nomad, who like I know him, and, like I don't know him personally, but I like know who he is as an artist, yeah. and I like some of his stuff. Real bummer yeah. to see him on here. I know, too. dude. It's it's rough out here. Um, sorry, one sec. I gotta answer something. Um, but yeah, the it's it's just the classic Watsky, where it's just a lot of over rapping and trying to put all these different syllables together and all the rhyme schemes everything but the content is so bad and so feel like the guy you'll see on twitter who's like still making little pump disses and it's like it's 2024 man exactly it's like come on dude like don't don't be that guy anymore um he's still he's still that same guy he has not progressed which is why it's almost fascinating to listen to him still because his music is so like 20 13 internet culture you know you know what i mean 
Like it's it's just it's from such an era long gone, which is also like another very talented person he brought into this album. Rachel Zegler is a feature on this album. You know who Rachel Zegler is, Vasan? The actress? Yes. <laughs> she sings. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, of course she does. Yeah. She's yeah, a say, West Side Story was her first. Yeah, West Side Story was her first movie. Um, weird as hell if she was rapping. <laughs> I just want to say. No. Oh, oh, you're saying she sings in the album? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yes. I, I thought you meant in general she sings. And I went, no, I know she what? sings I in like, general, yes, but I was saying like, like on the thing. album. Yes, she's and I hate to say this, Rachel, it is the worst song on the album. It's not her fault, but it's Watsky doing like an emotional Macklemore song. Like it's it's Macklemore inspired rap music facade. How low is the bar? It's he he legitimately just has he evolved? <laughs> no, a hundred percent not. Yeah, he's that, still there the same you go. thing. And it's just like, like I said, it's over rapping. It's just rapidly rap for the sake of rapping with no lyrics, no, or no, no good lyricism, even though he's clearly thinks he's incredibly clever and just no taste of, for good music or no taste for good production either. Just awful, awful stuff. And it, that's my number two. That's my number two. It's Watsky. And of course, like, like I said, Haters Choice Awards, you in first place. Like I I deservedly I did, I, so, frankly, from I what I know of Watsky. I can I already imagine this, what yeah. this is sounding like just because it's like, oh, he didn't evolve. Cool. Know who it is. Know exactly. what it sounds like. I listen to it just because I'm a hater. And I will say that. Every other album on here I listened because I was curious. Interesting was this didn't like, get number hater. one though. No, number one's really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> number <laughs> one beat out the Haters Choice Award is crazy. Exactly. That one, number one, I didn't enter as Haters Choice Awards either. This is that bad. But okay, my least favorite tracks on that mile away with Rachel Zegler. And I hate to do that to her because she's a very talented actress. She, and are you saying she's fine on the album at least? I guess. I mean, she's just, yeah, it's not her fault that the song's but she's bad. just a it's, hook artist on that. How exactly, did you get yeah. her? She's like, I feel like quite popular honestly, now. Honestly, honestly, here's what I would say I think. He makes rap music that theater kids would like. So that's a good point. Let's be real. Like Rachel, very talented, but she's a theater kid at heart. So yeah. And my other least favorite is um Roland off that album. Just really bad. <laughs> so that's my uh five through two. Uh Basant, before you get to your number one, do you have any honorable mentions? No, because if I did, they probably would have made the list. <laughs> Just Fair so I can fill it out. Basant's top eight instead of top five or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Basically. Basant listened to five bad albums all year. I'm very jealous of him. He uh, listened to probably like 30. <laughs> it was like nah, he watched like, like 30 bad movies this year or something. Um, Under the Mendoza line, I probably listened to like 15 bad ones okay. overall. Um, Like Below Mediocre. I listened to a lot of mediocre ones this year. Um, Yeah, like you were saying, a lot of the year was kind of more mediocre than it was outright awful. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, so I'll get my, I have three honorable mentions that were, like, close, but managed to do enough to miss it. Um, okay, we just said we support him, but Gunna, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel, I feel like I'm doing our boy dirty, but Gunna, A Gift and the Curse, I will say this, it is the Citizen Kane of Gunna albums, 
which means it's a four oh, out of ten, basically. <laughs> oh lord, these compliments are pretty. Honestly, they're more hurtful than just yeah. being mean. It is. It is my favorite gun album, but it's still really bad. Fuck you, mean kept it off the list. They're not 100%. really bad. Not really bad. It's it's still bad. It's just right. it, it's yeah. Oh yeah, that song is that song goes. It kept it okay. off the list. I, that song was yeah. too good. I understand. Rodeo Drive on that. That's that song is good too. There's good songs. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be that kind of. There's nothing about no, no. There's good songs, and that's why it's not here. And there was enough good songs where I was like, okay, it's it's choppy, it's inconsistent, but I I pulled away enough off this where I'm good with it. Um, and it's not as long as like Drake's or anything, so it's it's better. Yeah. It's an easier listen. Um, I think it. Let me let me just make sure. Or it's just or it's just kind of a vibe, and like I, it was long and it didn't matter. Um. Yeah, 15 songs, 45 minutes. Songs are like three minutes long a piece. That's fine. Good for you, Gun. Um, next one, Lil Uzi with the pink tape. Uh mess. That one's mediocre is a good word for that. Because that one's just that one literally is just too many songs. Like cut it out. Man. Yeah. Like literally do some quality control on that one. That one has way yeah. too many tracks. 26 songs, one hour and oh wait, so oh wait, these are bonus tracks. 23 songs then. Like um yeah. like it's great. Long. It's so it's so long. It's way too inconsistent. It's it's an absolute mess of an album, honestly. And I kind of went back and forth on between that being 10 and Ken Carson being 10. I went with Ken Carson's because I think Uzi has more good songs on here, despite yeah, like how the opener is good. I, lo I love Flooded the Face. Yeah. The and face. even Suicide Stores, Suicide Doors is pretty good. Um but I like Just Wanna Rock. Yeah, I like Just Wanna Rock. I think it's a fun track. Um but overall, just very messy. The Chop Suey cover is unexplainable. Hilarious. <laughs> Insanely bad. So funny, though. I'm so happy he did it. because it, It's I, insane I, enough that it kind of keeps it off the list, I would argue. <laughs> yeah, like it's interesting. That's that's one thing I'll say about the album. It is interesting. But it, it is an absolute respect. Mess, so, yeah. And then my last one I will mention. Um, Ray Shremmerd, uh, Shrem Life. Or sorry, Shrem for Life. Um, Forgot that came out this year. Most people did. I listened to it. It's got some heaters. But Is that the one with the crazy interpolation you sent to me? Yes. My lean's gone cold. I'm wondering why. And that's that's one of the heaters. That's not that's crazy. awesome though. That alone has no, to keep it off the list. Yeah, no, there's moments like that where I'm like, look, I can't get too mad at this. Um, the problem with it is just that a lot of it's generic, like party rap music. And I think Sway has kind of outgrown Ray Shremmerd's style. I think that he's Dion the is, more, he's the he, better artist with potential. He, he is. And I think he's much better used as features on other songs than even in his own solo work, I would say. So I've never really heard solo work from that I was particularly impressed by. Um, but I, I just think Ray Shremmerd, I think we're hitting the natural ending point here. It's just a lot of these songs are very generic. However, again, there are some heaters. Like I said, uh, Not So Bad, which is an interpolation of Dido, the uh, the song that's used in Stand by Eminem, and it flips it to, it said, my tea's gone cold, my lean's gone cold. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, Royal Flush with Young Thug is a fun track. And then Flaunt It slash Cheap is a absolute banger. Insane club banger. 
Yeah, uh, so that's the thing. It can't make it because even if it is rough, there's yeah, it's like what well, it keeps a bad album off, I think, our list sometimes is just the good tracks can just be good enough to just negate the bad enough, you know. Exactly, exactly. And I think if it's not if you were to spin on it slash cheap at like any party, any club, it would get great reception. It, it is good like to- beautiful. We will note this. We will we will use this maybe in the future. We Noted. Will report back Noted. with results. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, is that it for incredi- the there's, there's, Yeah, and I'll yeah. say this too. There's an incredible beat switch in that song too. Um, you use the word incredible. But, this album can't be on the worst list. Sorry. Exactly. Can't say that there, in talking there, about there, it. There are some there are some moments I'm like, yes, that is incredible. So even if the, a lot all a lot of it is very forgettable and just not that good, there's enough. So yeah. All right. Uh, Sonata, you want to give us your number one then? Yeah, my number one feels like cheating though, because like this album was going to suck. There was no way this album was going to be good. Okay, so Haters Choice Awards here for you. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is. And I, I feel... I have two minds. I feel good that I'm going to get to shit on this album, but a lot okay. of people have shit on this album, so it's not interesting. Who cares? And, and the, I probably didn't listen to it then, so this is interesting. No. The people who made this album don't care that I think it's shitty. They don't care that I don't like their lyrics. They just want attention and engagement. They've won. They they have won. I the two of you, I subservient okay. to you at this moment because I've lost because I'm mad. And I'm going to talk about your shitty, pathetic album. And you don't care because you just want attention. You guys are incredible grifters. Got to give it up to the game. The grift game, killing it. Mm-hmm. This is music because they're technical components that make something music. And in 2024, 2023, obviously working in the context of a 2023 list, we can call a lot of things music because music has evolved and it's so wide and creative and different. This album is so bad and represents an ideology and a group of people that have just completely lost the plot in general. This is the worst sequel ever made, which is funny because you I've not listened to it, but the predecessor might be the worst album made the year it came out. I think I know what artist you might be talking about, but you keep going. This album, this is cheating because this is the easiest number one on a worst album list I could have ever found. This probably was guaranteed a top spot. If I did a full top 10, this was guaranteed like a top three just on me knowing it existed. Whatever. You won. I'm mad. Fuck you. This album sucks. The Brave 2 by Tom McDonald. I knew it was freaking Tom McDonald. Wait, who's the other one? Adam Calhoun. Who gives a fuck? Adam Calhoun. This album Uh, sucks. I knew. I knew. I was like, if if it's Hater's Choice Award, it has to be him. This rappers and artists can have a reputation for their style or the content they tend to cover and you can almost predict what that album sounds like before listening to it this album is everything i would thought everything i thought it would be and somehow even worse you have all the components you would expect in this dog shit combination of a duo in their album a predictable 
conservative grifter kind of rhetoric going on at best at fucking best it's incredibly generic as an album and they congratulations they can rap on a fundamental level a drug dude at a frat party can rap at a fundamental level sometimes it's getting hazy patrick swayze congratulations but that is the best case for this album is it's fundamental they rap because that's what rap is technically speaking the production it's production because it's instruments they're rapping over technically speaking that is the best. Congratulations, you fit a dictionary definition. That is the best this album ever is. Oh, the last important ingredient. Two guys who think they're smarter than they are. What's there to like isn't me, you know, saying they can do this thing at like a good level or they do this interesting thing. It's literally just this is technically passable. At best, this album is literally like you turned in your homework. Didn't say if you finished it or did it well. You turned it in. Mm -mm. Yeah. My next note is me just being mean, but who gives a fuck? Because these two are only mean. This album is public enemy for white racists with lifted trucks and trucker hats. But specifically, and Aiden knows these type of people because they went to NC State with us. Specifically <laughs> the ones who are cosplaying as like farmers and sort of salt of the earth people but they just yes, live yes. in the suburbs and their parents are really rich and paid for their lifted truck this is an album for people who wear t-shirts that say i'm not for everybody or i'm not an asshole that's just my personality ultimately this is an album for people who don't like rap but they like this album that's what this is Tom, that is so, that that is so perfect too. Because I don't know if you got the latest Tom McDonald news today, did you? No, I I know Ben Shapiro. <laughs> on oh, oh, I I know I know. <laughs> hey, listen yeah, here, Ben. You ain't listening. Let me just say this. Yeah. You're also you're an incredible grifter. Yeah. Frankly, you might be the he might be the grifter. You know, he might he's be a, the grifter. He's made a website. He's made a whole website of grifting. You have a production yeah, company. Yeah. The grift father himself. Yeah. This man tweeted that rap isn't real music. But on mm -hmm. a Tom McDonald song, it might be. Yeah, well, you know, you know that he did that just to mock hip hop as a genre, too. Like just to disrespect it. I'm sure the like song that, sucks. That, it's uh, it's not on yeah. the original version of this album. I don't know if it's on the deluxe or if it's a single. I don't fucking yeah. know. Yeah. But you know, you know, Ben Shapiro is doing that because he does hate rap music and treats it with contempt. And it's fans with contempt. So he's just going like, oh, look how easy it is, you know? And it's like, this sucks. This is awful. Exactly. And you know what? God. This album. Yeah, it makes me angry. Congratulations, Tom and Adam. I'm mad. I'm an angry liberal snowflake. Congratulations. You won. I don't care. At best, this album is two guys doing a shitty Yellow Wolf impersonation, but thinking they sound like Eminem. And at worst, it sounds like you gave your uncle at Thanksgiving the microphone and put on a YouTube type beat and said, mm. go ahead, unk. And I go get it, Shannon unk. Sharp. Go get go go get it, Oak. Go get it, Oak. I remember once in a hive mind video, they talked about how the way you sound like a critic is yeah. you just say two contradicting statements. Mm, Soft yes. yet loud. Yeah. Or angry yet kind. This album is abrasive yet fucking 
boring? How did you do that? How did you manage to be abrasive and boring? Because like I said, when the beats aren't abrasive and like twangy guitars that people don't know how to play, and you know, like, like, okay, fine. I'll try and I'll tell me that when the beats aren't just like really abrasive and they don't sound, they sound really raw and like kind of un- annoying to listen to, like really in your headphones in a way that's not satisfying. Um, it's boring. Like, like I said, they're doing technical things. Like they are in the sense that they are technically rapping and they are rapping over beats, but there's nothing. Like, frankly, yeah. a lot of their talking points on a lot of these tracks, they don't even get me that mad because it's like I've heard this before, man. I'm on Twitter, unfortunately. I've heard your music before, unfortunately. There's nothing new here anyway. They can't even evolve their grift. They can't even evolve their racism. That's crazy to me. Y'all couldn't even be entertaining racists. But, like, it's I, I, it's brutal. I got two comments about this. One, I have to say, I think that this is the all-time hater award for you to actually sit through an entire Tom McDonald album. They like, won, they got the, my streams. Yeah, like, I, as much of a hater as I can be about, like, I was like, yeah, I listened to the Watch Game just because I'm a hater. That is insane. The but second they, thing I'm going yeah. to, the, the second thing I just want to tell you, um, this just reminds me of when White Boy was on the uh, Worst Songs bracket. Because I sent the bracket to Larry and John, and John said to me something that made me cracked up. He was like, "That's unfair that Tom McDonald's out here. He's like worst song bracket kryptonite. Like he's just gonna destroy everything." Yeah, he probably wins if we're being completely honest. With we had to literally ignore what (laughs) you have to ignore what they are saying. But that's the thing. If I ignore what they are saying, this stuff is poorly made. The production Mm -hmm. is bland or annoying and abrasive, like twangy, kind of do like that, you know, they like they would probably refer to trailer park white boy trash type sound. And it's annoying and it's really not fun to listen to. They are both incredibly boring rappers. You know, they yell and get emotional, like I am right now, I guess, but (laughs) there's nothing to it. And even the lyrics, like I said, this is shit you see. I see this shit in an NBA Twitter comment section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk shit, whenever fucking Joel Embiid has a yeah. bad game, go to the comments. I see this shit. Talking about how it's like, he's not a real ball player like Jokic or Luka. Exactly. Or fuck, you want to see, you want to actually see what they rap about? Whenever any sports team posts a pride post. Oh, pride post, yes, yes. Go in the yes. comments. That's um, fun. That's Two genders? Uh, Honestly, it's way worse than Twitter comments and replies than what they're even doing here. So, like, it's... But the various phobias on display and their attitude, it does get your attention. Mm -hmm. And that's all you... That's the thing. All you take away from this album is that these two people are incredibly annoying and intolerant. If these are actually their beliefs, they are intolerant and hurtful and bad people. That's it. All you take away from this is that these two guys fucking suck. Congrats. Yeah. Is that what you want me to take away from your album? And nothing even about the music. You guys just suck. Yeah. You know? It's like the Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis of music. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like, any criticisms I could levy to the lyrics are, it's the criticisms you would have of highly conservative and alt-right political figures, personalities, grift guys, whatever. Because the lyrics here 
will do something that I think it's hilarious how hypocritical they are. The lyrics mm-hmm. will highlight that politicians are not trustworthy. They do talk a little bit about struggles they face, you know, prison, knowing people who have to deal with like, you know, being kind of unhoused almost it sounded like or being kind of just generally impoverished and talking about what's holding america from back from being great or being whatever their definition of great is and it's crazy that in all of that right some of which i think a lot of people can get behind politicians suck and they don't do what they need to do for the people and it sucks that people Mm -hmm. have to deal with a prison system that doesn't work very well and they have to be unhoused and not be able to get food and that america could be that could be a lot better those sentences yeah. a lot of people would agree with regardless of the parties on both sides yeah well that's that's just the like richmond and rich men of north richmond or whatever thing too it's like yeah no it does suck that yeah it does suck that people can't afford to live but also why are you blaming like obese people on welfare and food for it? yeah and food it's just like misdirected anger exactly and that's what's crazy is that all of this here's their one credit some of it really does seem emotional and heartfelt it is crazy to me that neither of them could demonstrate a a modicum, a fucking atom-sized amount of kindness, understanding, or compassion towards yeah. marginalized groups, whether that be anyone from the LGBTQIA+. And this other group, they will disagree, but racial minority groups. It is crazy to me that this album tries at times to talk about how we need to be together and there needs to be honestly unity. But at the same time, right, you will ask for unity, but will then also exclude. It's ridiculous. You know? Yeah. I have no reason to be kind to this album because it is a not good album from a music standpoint. The production, like I said, at best is what fine, but is generally annoying and does not sound very good the rapping at best is just literally technically okay they're on beat congrats bare minimum type shit and some rappers will rap off beat but it actually works so they couldn't even be interesting right it is the worst (laughs) album i have heard this year and one of the worst albums i have ever heard from two people who would consider themselves musicians and two people who would consider themselves, you know, people who give a fuck about this country. Oh, yeah, last point, Tom McDonald is fucking Canadian. Is he really? Yes, look it up. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Anyway, worst three tracks. Freedom of Speech, Love for Sale, Made in China. Great track titles. Uh, worst lyric, uh, this entire first verse of Freedom of Speech, which I'm going to speed read. I am not saying this. Tom McDonald is saying this. But hey, if you want to clip me saying crazy shit, go ahead. Um, here's Tom McDonald on uh, freedom of speech. Welcome to America, where everything is made in China, where a girl can have a penis and boys can have vaginas, where people purchase guns and go to school to open fire, and our government manipulates the truth trying to divide us. Welcome to the democratic USA. You're homophobic and racist if you're not black or gay. Where the stars and stripes, they up in flames, but every classroom in the country has a rainbow flag. It's the land of opportunity where natural immunity don't matter when Big Pharma has a cure to sell to you and me. Welcome to the home of the woke. We're going broke. You'll get canceled for a joke by folks who voted for Joe. Where our freedom isn't free, it's being held for ransom. Where... 
We'd all be locked away if people didn't have guns, where our in only information is their propaganda. Everybody please rise for the national anthem. Go to hell, Tom McDonald. Honestly, I don't, I'm not very religious, but I truly and deeply know this. If it is all real, you got a front row seat there, my friend. So congratulations. I hope it's worth making all the money and making me angry. This album fucking sucks. Worst album of 2023. One of the worst albums I have ever heard. There you go. I took up the entire call ranting about it, but I had to. So Fair enough. I can tell it's been on your mind for a little bit. <laughs> I had to write notes about it, man. I had to re-listen to tracks to get this all ready. Fair enough. Um, okay, so I got to be done in like 15 minutes. Uh, I'm not going to spend too long on this album, but Zan, do you want to just jump to a last call so we can do mine? And, I am and... so sorry, man. Yes, we Oh, can. no, you're good. You're good. You're good. I, I was just going to say, like, just uh, so we have like a timeline. So uh, we'll just jump. Yeah, to I don't want to eat up call. your anger, yeah. whatever you've got. Cool. Well, okay. Well, hop, we're going to have to one last call and we're going to wrap up after yep. my number one. Okay. 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 I went on my rant. I'm going to cool off. Aiden. Give the people your worst album. Uh, this episode's probably somehow longer than the best albums, even though there's collectively less music being talked about yeah, here. But there, there were more rants, that's why. We're special. We can really yeah. make something out of nothing. But go ahead, bud. So my number one's a lot different than the songs. I'm just going to get right into it, not too much of an introduction. I listened to it because I was like, you know what? Didn't love the last album. First album had at least some spark creativity, some interesting things about it. Yep. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Uh, my chance. first album. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. You're a nice guy. You want to give him a chance. <laughs> Except to Watsky, apparently. That's the hater. Um, it's okay. Everyone has their, I, their vice. <laughs> I like I like that this is my number one versus your number one. Because your number one is like, these are evil, racist, awful people making music. And I'm like, mine's just the guy that made Gucci Gang. <laughs> Lil Pump with Lil Pump 2. Uh, the sequel to his uh, debut album from 2016, 2017, something like that. Yeah, something um, like that. Like I said, his first album, it's not perfect. I wouldn't even argue that it's particularly good, but it is kind of creative in its... It's kind of like an idiot savant scenario where Will Pump is clearly not thinking on like a very high plane, but he's making yeah, music absolutely. at that point that... He's making music at that point that is somehow interesting and more fun and beat and all these different things um harvard dropout was a very bad regression for him and ever since then he's kind of been like clinging to relevancy by like whatever he can get rather that be um releasing i think he had like a snippet of the song that had like juice world mentioned shortly after he died and i think that's um I think that's in punk. I, I gotta remember it. I think it's in punk rock and heavy metal off this. Album. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, the thing with him we talked about before the show while we were getting ready is just like college dropout or Harvard dropout. What worked yeah. in that kind of idiot savant era was like the kind of unhinged production just being like just bass and then kind of breaking your ear, but like being very abrasive, but in a way that wasn't, I mean, uh, sure, it could definitely be annoying to a lot of people. I don't, I'm not yeah. ignorant of that, but like, had a lot of personality like it's like it really felt like yeah. some kid from florida got exactly. big making exactly. just his own shit and just there was kind of that yeah. unsigned raw quality to it that like people liked and he also came up with like catchy repetitive hooks and refrains and you know like forget gucci gang yeah. obviously but like d rose and stuff like that so he just cleaned it all up it's like he went corporate 
And it's like, yeah. dude, yeah. this kind of just shows how limited you are. <laughs> exactly. And the, the, the lyric I was referring to off punk rock, Kevin Neville was, Mama told me don't go to school on a Percocet like Juice World, 70 pounds on a private jet, which is definitely distasteful. Um, yep. Definitely not a bad taste. But I listened, I gave the album a chance. I was like, okay, not really huge on his output recently. Like I said, a lot of just seemingly desperate stunts to hold on to a celebrity. I don't actually believe that he particularly liked Donald Trump. I think it, he may have, I don't know, but I think he made that such a public thing because he wanted attention more than anything else. Uh, it was incredible when Trump was like, one of our best rappers, Lil Pimp is here. <laughs> no, sorry, Little Pimp. He said that was great. Yeah, it's um, he if he's slowly just kind of he's definitely faded from relevance. He's name comes yeah. up more now in the mouths of guys yeah. trying to do the whole death to mumble rap stick over and over again yeah of course yeah because he's the poster boy for that but which i want to i want to give punk credit this much he broke the brains of every lyrical miracle guy forever and i do appreciate that about him because to this day they're like oh gucci gang gucci gang and it's like i don't know gucci gang's better than most of these songs yeah um, even if it's again gucci gang is incredibly stupid i recognize but this time around, the best way I can describe it is just like the sauce is gone, you know? It doesn't have any of that spark or anything interesting that that first album had. It didn't have any of the creativity. It didn't have anything to cling to that's of quality at all. The production mostly sucks, too. The only reason it's not a zero is that there's like one or two moments on the entire album where I was like, okay, I could like shoulder roll to this a little bit. You know, you made Aiden's awesome. body move, his broken, brittle yeah. body. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I was like, I could shoulder a little bit to that. Um, yeah. Like, I, it's not even like, I'm not mad either. And I'm not even disappointed because it's not like I had high expectations. I just, I, I feel nothing about it. Just absolute apathy towards the album. Which I think is just such a failure. Like, it, at least Post Malone, I was like, it's forgettable. It's like, no, this isn't forgettable even. It's just, it's nothing. It's just, like, there's just nothing to hold on to. And he's just a non-presence on it. And his production is awful. And, like, and he's not doing anything that's interesting at all. There's just nothing to song. It's like it's the theme of your list is very much being devoid, being yeah. lacking. It, and this is like, this is this is the most devoid of good album I've heard all year. I will say that it's wild though, because like I mean, to me, like he's a guy who at the very least was like, I mean, he's kind of a bit of a cloud chaser now because his relevance is fading. Yeah. But he, it sounds like he didn't even feel like he was little pump anymore. <laughs> no, it, it really does. It feels like that. Um, like whatever charm the guy has, you know, and people and once again find him annoying can, and whatever, but I can respect you're talking about like artists going outside their comfort zone. The pump rock, uh, heavy metal song, it is the worst song on the album, absolutely. It's also the most fun, maybe. <laughs> no, not even, but I was like, I can appreciate the fact they tried to do something a little different, but like, I he, just the execution is terrible. Um, and that's most interesting. Just, there's I no, guess, there's yeah. no good execution on this album, it, it doesn't want to be particularly interesting. I just like I'm I'm just entirely apathetic. You know, while like 
while Quinn 92 may have made me angrier listening to music because I was like, it's just so bland. It's like, this isn't bland, but I just, it just makes me feel nothing. I just can't respond to it. And because of that, I just like, there's nothing to hold. There's nothing to put any, it's, it's devoid of any qualities that you could attach yourself to. And for me, I was like, it's just, it, that's it. That's the bottom. You know, this is the bottom of the year. You've, you've literally hit, I mean, you've really hit a number one album, a rock bottom. Rock bottom album. Exactly. I, I think I listened to this and then like, I didn't listen to another new album for like two weeks after it. Cause I was just oh, like, you went so to detox from music. Okay. I had to detox. You're number one. I had to make someone detox from the whole, from the whole concept of music. Yeah. The whole concept of discovering music. I had to detox from. That's crazy. Yeah. He, he beat for the me too, Aiden, Aiden Mangan, which again, there, there's one thing you should know about me that you do know about me. I'll listen to a lot of music. Yeah. Time. Aiden consumes a lot of media, music, movies. So like for you to make him take a break, from consuming a form of media like that is yeah yeah he, he you beat the haters choice on that one because that's all you he forced a lifestyle change for two weeks <laughs> this man got my life together <laughs> yeah my life was actually better thanks to little pump so maybe yeah, you shouldn't yeah, be number one that. um, that's funny though it's like thank you little pump you saved me no, little pump, only person to say that yeah little pump <laughs> saved my life your music saved my literally your music, music saved my life <laughs> Nah, I'm kidding, but um, yeah, just, again, like I just felt nothing, and to me, that was the worst thing I think an album could have done this year. It just made me totally apathetic and even just pushed me off the idea of going and listening to new music, yeah, because like, like you spend weeks. time to interact with this thing, right? So, yeah. for it to do nothing for you, it feels, yeah, truly Absolutely like nothing. a wasted experience, a wasted amount of time, really, exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, with that, that's that's my number one and uh my worst song of the year or not the worst song of the year but the worst song of the worst album of the year was pump rock x heavy metal my second worst was all of a sudden yep there you have it those are some really bad albums uh don't go listen to those uh if you listen to any of these and you like them uh if you liked my number one um i'm looking at you funny but <laughs> sorry i will say the song you 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 choosing two white rappers as your worst album of the year. You're not beating the Vasant Pates white people allegations. Oh my god! If that's what makes you, if that I'm confirms kidding, your kidding. agenda, if anyone out there, if that confirms your theory, what the hell's wrong with you, man? This album, yeah, like, I'm if fine. there's any I'm album fine. that justifies hating white people in big quotes, it's fucking the Brave Two. Go ahead, put me in. Your, go ahead, put that in your fucking Brave Three. Go watch Brave the movie, and that movie's whatever. Go watch that instead. Don't listen to any of these, though, for real, unless you already did, in which case we're and, sorry or we're sorry you put them on the list. Yeah. Uh, don't hate as us. A reason, we love you. Yeah. Don't hate us. And as a recap, our, my top 10 was Ken Carson, The Greater Chaos, Drake for All the Dogs, T-Pain on top of the covers, Post Malone, Austin, AJR, The Maybe Man, Dominic Fike, Sunburn, Man of Skin with Rush, Quinn 92, The People's Champs, Watsky's Intention, and Lil Pump's Little Pump. Or little pump two. Little pump two. And then for me, number five, for all the dogs by Drake. Number four, Austin by Post Malone. Number three, Block Busta by Busta Rhymes. Number two, Maybe It's Me by DDG. Number one, The Brave Two by Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun. There you go. There you have it. That's another successful year of the list episodes done. 
Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to, you know, share this around with your friends. Have some debates. Talk about music. Whatever. Uh, it's a Everybody's long Everybody's going to be mad at me. I understand. Yeah, everyone's going to hate <laughs> this, but that's fine. But hope you guys enjoyed. This one's obviously super long. Enjoy it. Sit with it. Whatever you got to do. And we'll be back uh, in two weeks with uh, another new episode. Yeah. This time talking about stuff that happened in 2024. Finally. Yeah, we're moving to the new year. This we episode finally... will come out on the last day of January in 2024. So there you go. Just Somebody. got it in. Just got this one in under the buzzer. Yep. Anyway, hope you guys have a good one. And as always, Aiden, stay creamy. Stay creamy, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>